This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Evening, good afternoon, wherever and whatever you are watching this great program on. It is the Bostonian versus the book. He is Dave Sherapin, the book. I am Matt Peroth, the Bostonian Sports Grid replay, YouTube video. And I don't know what's going on with Twitter, Matt Farah, but we're not on Twitter right now for some odd reason. So we normally would be. So let's check on that stream if you would. We'll see if we can get that. Normally there's a link that pops on my Twitter account. It's not there at the moment. Hopefully that will pop up here in just one second. I do know that the brigade is here on youtube and so is dave they good are. morning good afternoon good uh good evening how are you hello sir um yes we are ready to go we got golf going on live right now we got some day baseball coming up we got uh playoff basketball and playoff hockey tonight i'll wait hold on i think the calgary flames just scored again i mean unbelievable Ooh, there we are i think we're up hey hashtag not fault well, this is weird because this is odd. It didn't, I don't know. It's weird. So it's actually like not on my Twitter feed, but it's being retweeted by the brigade, which I don't really know how, but it's like not on my actual Twitter feed, but it's on my Twitter feed being retweeted, but it didn't show up on my Twitter account. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> at Boston versus at Boston versus the book. You ever want to watch the show on Twitter? You guys can go ahead and do that. I get to retweet this. Normally I do this during the, the intro, but now I, get, I have to do this. Now, during the show, in order to get this right, we've got a lot of really cool things to get into. You mentioned right away Twitter, or sorry, the PGA. I'm 0-1 already. Not mentioned in Twitter. I'm already 0-1. <laughs> I faded Rory today, and that was a dumb decision by me. Rory, and this is, look, on SportsGrid, on the replay, sorry, because you guys are going to get, like, this is going on as we speak on the show. So it's going to be like, why are you guys talking about this? It's already over. McElroy's five under. Now, I f- I put him up against Jordan Spieth today. I thought Jordan would play really well. Since 2015, the last time Rory McElroy won a major, Rory is 35 over par in the first round of a major. Wow. Not today. <laughs> today, he was the actual favorite to be the first round leader. He was 20 to one to be leading after one. I thought that was a trap. I was like, come off of it well the books might be right he's got a two-stroke lead here he's on the 13th hole and we'll see what he winds up shooting today but he is playing extremely well out of the gate started on the back ripped apart the back right out of the way four birdies i believe it was in the back he's got one under so far on the front as he's playing his 13th hole but he's tremendous right now tiger is two over par and tomorrow on the show we will have tiger watch for the cut he did make the cut at the Masters. Mm. Don't know if Tiger is going to wind up wind up making the cut here. He does not look great. Well, I mean, is uh, is the course playing easy, or is Rory just l- lighting it up? 
Well, Zelatoris is three under. Okay. So I have a bet on him going in the top 20. Okay. Cam Smith is two under. I have a bet on him on the top 10. And it's only the first round, though. Stop even looking at that first. Well, I mean, if you're, the course is playing easier than expected in the morning. There's no win right. to be had. Okay. So okay. the win that we thought was going to be difficult to deal with, it really, as of right now, is not up. Now, according to uh, both Dubsy, host of Props Golf, and Jeff Davis from Circuit, who's been on the show this week talking about it, Friday is the real windy day. That's when things are supposed to be really, right. really nasty. You know, it's wild. ESPN's doing their version of the Manning cast during this. Yeah. yeah. So Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Fred Couples, Travis Kelsey, Ken Kendrick. Griffey Jr. are all going to be on this Joe Buck and Michael Collins show. Yeah. Do, is, is this the future of broadcasting where people don't watch the game or the sport and they just watch people talking about the game in the sport? Maybe for some people it will be. Um, it's not for gamblers. Gamblers don't want to hear this crap. <laughs> like we, we want to watch the actual event because we have money on this thing. I don't need to listen to Ken Griffey Jr. talk about golf. What are we doing? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I told you before, I've been watching sports on mute for a while. I don't need to hear anybody talking. <laughs> I just want, I want to watch the game. I want to talk about the game. I want to bet on the game. I mean, I like guys that bring insight into it. Yes. Obviously, but hearing other sport athletes talk about golf right now, what I mean, okay, a, a quick soundbite or something, all right, but not during the broadcast, not during the golf. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I don't know. So, man, uh, that's into a trap. Okay, so Rory may be slowing down a little bit. He's on his 14th hole now into the greenside bunker. So you're rooting for, for Rory to bogey out. Well, it's over. I mean, Jordan Spieth's too over par. Jordan Spieth has not played well at all here. So he's, you know, of the three, the, the, the group was Jordan, Rory, Tiger. I thought Rory would play poorly. I thought Jordan being close to home, understanding the golf, and Rory's struggles in the first round of a major. <laughs> Not a good bet by me. I Not just smart. glanced down and see the chat and the boys, you know, Rafferty sounds wonky. <laughs> Jordan Gorov, not the best. <laughs> I mean, it's just so we're gonna good. have I, I swear when, when we do this, right? When we have the BVB store, we're we're going to have a shirt that says not the best. It's already and out wonk, and, and wonky. Like oh, the, 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 we're, sure. we're going to have t-shirts that will say Boston versus the buck. It's wonky or <laughs> not the best. <laughs> like it absolutely has to happen. It'll, it'll, it'll say to. like my, my night betting last night. Not the best. It's not the best. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> my bankroll. Not the best. My, my, my parlay. Not the best. Not the best. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just too good. Uh, that it's score, good. it's too wonky. Yeah, it's oh, it's it's phenomenal. So, great. Tiger was playing well, and and I actually going into when I did the rundown tonight today, I, th I thought like Tiger would be a story for the show. He, he's not going to be a story for the show. He looks tired. I think he was playing on adrenaline the first couple of holes, and then the heat and the walk and the greens caught up to him because eh, not good for Tiger right now at two over par. So, not great. For him, it's to hard to do it though. Like, I mean, again, you show up at the course and you play a couple practice rounds, you play nine holes, you play nine holes, and then you go out and you have to play it, walk it, putt, 
do everything different. It's just different. And I mean, look, I mean, him just being out here is a medical marvel, right? Right. I mean, yeah. it's it's just but the books have monster liability on Tiger. He's not winning this thing. I think we all know that now after the I mean, you can't win a major on Thursday, but you can lose one. <laughs> and I think right. Tiger's on his way to losing a major here with his first round. But just the fact the guy's out there walking and playing is an, is incredible. Like it's just a gift to watch him play golf, period, given what he's gone through and what he has done to his body, his back, his knee, his ankle, his his elbow, his shoulder. I mean, this dude You making the cut? Uh not I mean, unless not unless right now. If I say right now, I'd say no, not unless the wind really kicks up and tomorrow, like the best score on the course tomorrow is 69. Like he mm. needs, he needs the court. He needs everyone's scores to balloon given the number of people who are under par at the moment. I mean, remember Dubsy thought that the winning score would be around eight or nine. McElroy's at five right now under par. Right. So <laughs> like if well, I mean, guys- that's great, I, I mean, when, if that's going to be the winning score, or even just a little over it. I mean, he shoots, you know, say he posts the five under or even six under and goes one under or par the rest of the way. That's nine or 10 under. I mean, that's all. When you get up there and they have to come get you, that ain't bad. Well, that's the Tiger mentality, right? When he was winning all those majors, that's yeah. what he would do. He would come out Thursday, shoot a low score. Friday, play well, but kind of hold par, see where everybody is. Saturday, go out and put up a big number and then Sunday, play defense. That was always his his way when the pins come get the get most me. difficult. Come get me. Yeah, I'm going to put up a number. Come get me. Let's see where we go. And it's, it's really wild. John Daly, by the way, is playing really well. So I'm listening. I, I like audiobooks. I don't know. How do you feel about audiobooks? Are you an audiobook guy? Oh, man. There's nothing more than I love than like on a long drive uh-huh. listening to an audiobook. So I'm I'm listening it. to the new Mickelson book by Alan the Shipnuck. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I'm about five chapters in to to listening to that book. There is an unbelievable story. When about, do you listen to the book at night? No, when I'm driving in the car. Fifteen minute pops. Oh yeah, you can do a chapter in fifteen minutes. It's nine hours in totality. So when I'm in the car for nine hours, driving around, running errands, whatever it might be, Apple CarPlay is great. You just pop it in whenever the you know picks right, right, pick, picks right back up where you were. Oh, so see, I, I like it like in long chunks. Yeah, no, I just do it because I don't have as much time as I want to read. So whenever say, I'm sitting, yeah. whenever I'm just sitting and driving, like I drive Madeline to school in the morning, drop her off at 830. I'll go get a cup of coffee. That's about a 20 minute round trip. So there's 20 minutes there. Okay. I'll drive to go do an errand. So like it, it takes me about two weeks to fill it, to finish a book or so on audiobooks. It's not bad. No, so it, but the new Mickelson book has a tremendous story about John Daly at Arkansas. So he showed up to Arkansas like 80 pounds overweight as a 17-year-old and this dude from Southern California became the head coach of Arkansas. He recruited John Daly to go play there. He eventually became the head coach of Arizona State and that's how he got Phil Mickelson to go to Arizona State. But he told John Daly to start smoking. He said, you need to lose weight, start smoking. And John Daly attributes his smoking <laughs> to this college, this college coach Come at, on. at Arkansas who told him to lose. He told him, you, he, he said, you can't play as a freshman unless you lose 60 pounds. And he told him how to lose 60 pounds. He said, start smoking. 
<laughs> so John Daly starts smoking. The one thing John Daly is the most known for, and, he, and he's quoted in the book by saying, it'll eventually kill me, I know, but I'll never stop. And he just, wow. that's how John Daly got hooked on cigarettes was his head coach at Arkansas told him to lose 60 pounds to play college golf. And he said to do so, go ahead and smoke. So there's your eighties logic of what smoking once was. It was used as a weight loss supplement. <laughs> I never heard that in my life. I never heard somebody <laughs> telling somebody to smoke. That's how you'll lose oh, I have. weight. You really? Oh, I have. No, I've heard that people that smoke say, oh, I can't stop smoking because I'm going to gain weight. Oh, no. I've never heard nicotine is an appetite. Yeah, I have. Nicotine is an appetite suppressant. So, yeah. That's, I've, I've known that for years. You want to lose weight, go smoke. Correct. It, 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 it's one years I never heard that. That's you ever heard like chewing gum? Like chewing gum, yeah. it, it, it like tricks your body. So yeah. it's an appetite suppressor because you're yes. chewing, you, your mind thinks you're chewing and you're not yeah. actually eating but anything. So it's, it's so unhealthy. Like, oh, it's, it's but, like well, it's, now we know that, but we didn't know that in the 80s. Like we knew it was, we knew it wasn't healthy, but we didn't know it was like this type of unhealthy, like somebody. lung cancer, throat cancer, you know, all this, all the nasty things that come from being a smoker. But like, I thought that was a riot that John Daly, unbelievable. the the way that John Daly, the one thing we all associate the most with John Daly was actually given to him by his college golf coach to make him lose weight, to play college golf on Arkansas. It's like, wow, that is something else. That's but it's funny. Like Madeline listens to it with me and she, she, she finds it really interesting. And Alan Shipnuck actually reads the book. He is. Oh, okay. Alan Shipnuck likes Alan Shipnuck a lot. Yeah. That that's the, my, my, my one takeaway from the book is that this dude likes himself a whole lot and he puts himself into the story. Oh, uh, he okay. talks a little bit about a confrontation and fights between him and him and Phil. And it's, it's interesting when like you, you can, when the author is the one reading the book, they put inflection at certain words and they mm-hmm. want to highlight certain stories and they just the way they speak. I was like, okay, but it is a good book. I'll, I'll give them credit. It's a good book. It's captivating. It's interesting. And you know, I can't wait to get to the the gambling parts of the book. I'm not even close to being there yet, but the right. birdie again, Is that another birdie for, Oh my gosh. McAvoy is it McElroy six under par. Oh boy. He's going to shoot like a 64. Or 63. Holy mother. All right. Well, we'll be on the air. We'll be on the show here once he finishes, I think. So we'll see what he winds up with. He's six under through 14. Rory is books made the right number. I questioned it. I was like, how in the world is Rory McIlroy going to wind up being the first round leader? But that 20 to one first round leader, Rory McIlroy bet still 20 to one, but looks like that might come in for him to be the first round leader, unless somebody in the afternoon really goes low. Scotty Scheffler is at two under par. Interesting stuff. All right. Let's talk to him. If he don't get it, if you yeah. go, you got Rory first round leader, don't spend the money yet, but, but it'd be a bad beat. If you don't get there, 10 bucks to win 200 is not bad. All right. Uh, let's talk about the warriors and their smacking of the Mavericks last night. Never really even a game, Dave. That was just both teams coming off game sevens looked sluggish. Boston in the second half, Mavericks the entire game. Rest for Miami and rest for Golden State, I think, really, really helped. Yeah, and it was only really one game, right? Two days rest. Um, 
I didn't see one second of the game. I was watching other stuff, and then I went to the baseball game, and I was out, and I checked the score, and I'm like, uh-oh, this is getting ugly quick. Uh-oh, wow, this is never a question. And I was looking over the box score today, and I was like, all right, did in your eyes, did Dallas punt at the fourth quarter? I mean, it was it was somewhat close for a little while, it looked like, and then no. fourth quarter was just all Warriors. No, whole game was all Warriors. It was over fast. It's never really a question. Never the game was never in doubt. Yeah, right so at right away. It was 98 to 76. And I was yeah. like, geez, what the hell happened? And and that I think I just think the Warriors are gonna overwhelm the Mavericks. I don't I think they win game three. I think Dallas gets game three, but it might be the only game they get in the series. Wow. Warriors are just what I mean, when Jordan Poole plays like that, I mean, that's why I like the over 16 and a half last night, he scored 19. He did. And, okay. and, and I, I just went, when you have another weapon like that, Steph is going to be Steph. Clay's going to be clay. Draymond was in foul trouble and they still won the game going away. And Jordan Poole just is a, a huge weapon for them. And, you know, they've got the rebounding enough with bench guys who will come in and offensive rebounding was a big weapon for that. You know, I thought Dallas looked a little sluggish on the glass to figure that out, and, but they need Luca to be all worldly. And if Luca just is, good and not insane they don't have much of a shot so it's it's just a different type of team and i, I look I, I think game two will probably be a little closer but i don't know how much closer i still would lean towards the warriors to win and cover in game two. Six and a half. yeah you know it's a significant adjustment the total's the same though total you know, went, way, went way under way under because if, if they if it's a blowout then I mean, that's what I, I, I said yesterday on the show. I thought it was going to be either, you know, the Mavs are going to win the game or get killed. They got killed. So, right. I, I mean, I just, I, the under probably is the play. The Warriors have been an under team at home, not to the level of Dallas, but they have been an under team at home this season and in the right. season, in the postseason. Dallas is the, well, way more, but game three, bet the under. Who cares what the number is? Bet the under. Hopefully game two goes over again and I get like a 214 on the road number, mm-hmm. which would be a, a gift. Which you but won't. I won't. But uh, but Especially if they want to. goes under. Yeah. They, I, I need the first game. I need game two to go you over. Need, or I'm going to get like a, a 204 again. I'm going to get like a Boston game one in Miami type number. And I'm going to have to really sweat it out and go, ooh, <laughs> how low is too low to bet? But, you know, game three will be an under bet for me. Game two will be, I'll bet the Warriors game two. I mean. We'll see where the, n- the number settles, but I just don't think there's much right now that the Warriors will be stopped by the Mavericks. I don't think they can take anything away. Dribble right. drive, penetration, threes. Defensively, they just don't have an answer. Um, did Dallas, was were they unable to score uh, other than Luka? I mean, Luka's prop went under. Yes. His number was 33 and a half. Yeah. Way inflated. Well, I mean, because everyone knows he's going to have to have the ball in his hands and he's going to have to take the, the lion's share. I know, but man, I mean, like that was the book telling you, go ahead. Yeah. You know, you want to bet over? Go over this. He got raked across his face. I don't know if you saw the cut. No. He, he has a nasty scratch across his face. It didn't look good. They pulled him with about seven, I don't know, I eight minutes to go. Yeah. Wow. He okay. got scratched bad in that game. And 
to the point where he could not play? No, no, it just looks okay. like a war. Okay. It, it looks it looks like a movie scar. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It looks like a bad villain movie scar. Like you know, the villain shows up and he's got this big scar across his face. Like that's what <laughs> what what he looks like. Look like a hockey player then. In a way, yeah, in a way. And I I would be. I think Luca plays better in game two. That would be it. Would be surprising if he doesn't play better in game two. But that building. There's just so much going on. There's just such an amazing amount of energy that the Warriors get from their three-point shooting. Like, it's remarkable. When you and I were growing up, a dunk is what got the crowd off, you know, out of their out of their seats, onto right. their feet. Like, wow, he dunked it. Now it's a three. And it's not just a three. It's where was the three taken? How far back behind the three-point line did Steph Curry go? And when he's, like, at the logo or the little like coaching box number yeah, and he's launching it and he's hitting it. It's incredible. The energy, it just brings oh, the then, entire place I mean, up. The pose yeah. or the shimmy after, or like he's such a cocky SOP, man. I love so Steph, good. but if I was playing him, I would absolutely hate him. Like he is so into himself. I would be too. But it's just like, it's funny because I, I I was watching Jordan Poole a lot. So I was isolating Poole and watching the way he was reacting. Even his own teammates sometime are like, geez, dude, <laughs> like it's just, yeah. he just, he hits, he does the dance. He turns around, he takes the mouthpiece out. Like he's just, it's uh, so good. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. I love every second of it. I mean, even, you know, rooting against them or needing the other side, you're just like, Man, just want to just sometimes just walk around like that. I just want to go order lunch. Yeah. Just like Steph. I'm going to order like this. You know, I I can't get enough of it. When he does the stare back, shoots and goes like this, he just looks and you're like, yeah. I love the one, two, three. (laughs) That I love. Like, it's just, it's so cocky. It's so arrogant, but it's so much fun when you're on his side, when you're either a warrior fan or a warrior backer. He is just tremendous. Have He's, you ever seen them play in person? Yes. Oh, you've seen the Warriors play in person? Uh, yeah, I've seen the Warriors play in person. I've seen Steph play here in Vegas. I've seen Team USA practices. I've seen um, exhibition games. Okay. Yeah, I saw Steph play in college at Davidson. I, I want to see them play in person, the Warriors. I just want to – this the way – The ball movement you'd love. It's fun. It's it, great. It moves. I mean, the ball moves really fast. I just remember, I mean, this goes back to run TMC when they had, you know, uh, Mullen and uh, who was the C? Chris Mullen, Tim At Hardaway. St. John's or the Warriors? Warriors? No, the Warriors. I don't remember. All I know is Chris Mullen. Mitch was, Richmond. Was, Mitch was Richmond. Flat, was, was, was the, a flat top. That's yeah. all I know. Whenever someone says Chris Mullins, I just go flat top. Yeah. Oh my God. They were so good. It was so good. And that that's that all, though. started for me. That but was before them. Right. But they didn't win at all. Warriors no, never, no, they never did. Yeah. No, that was they, Jordan. They, they, they ran in. They're another team that got Jordan. Yeah. They just come in where they couldn't get out of the West. You know, they couldn't beat the Lakers for the longest time, but yeah, I, I, I love the way they play. I want to, I, that would be fun to see them play in person. So Boston tonight, Still three and a half, but they will be without White, who is heading back for the birth of his child. 
No Al Horford as of right now. He might be cleared, but he has to pass a couple of COVID tests in order for him to play. I would say no. A smart play. Yes, he's probable. Yes, Marcus Smart is playing in this game. But Boston, again, is shorthanded. No White, no Horford. Bench players have to step up. This is going to be a test. It's down to three. Okay, good. I took three and a half last night. We'll do it in better to book it, but down to three. It's the zigzag theory. Boston's 10 and one this year after a loss. Straight up. There's only one play in this game is Boston. We said it before the series started. Split. This is a split. It doesn't have to be for Boston. It's better for Boston. Yeah. Um, and it's not the worst case in the world for Miami. I think it's going to be – I hope it's a better basketball game than the first one. Watch two seconds of the first one. <laughs> I mean, as I literally watched Boston get a little bit of lead in third quarter. I was like, I'm done watching this. Heater winning, finally. 207, 206 and a half. I mean, the books adjusted that three points – Going back under, no? Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, I bet it in game one, so I almost feel like I have to bet it again in game two because right. it was an anomaly. I mean, Boston yeah. just hit everything in, in the first half. Right. So because of that, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't want to bet over now. And the book tells you, right, yeah, we moved it up. We too low of a number. So it's 207. I'm I'm good going back under. Yeah, I don't think we'll see 204 again in the series. Personally, That's we get that 95-80 game that you're talking about. We That's might. what game one should have been. I think game two will be like yeah. that. Right. That's I was stunned by that. I was like, how in the world? Robert says the Celtics line looks so trappy. Once again, by the way, if you guys are on Sports Grid, we reference yeah. the chat. It's the YouTube live chat as the game's going on. So just FYI, the brigades, <laughs> the brigades in here writing to us. That's where we reference the live chat. If you want to be a part of that, 1 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube for props is where you guys can get it. But I don't know. It's uh, my guy, Todd Bromelkamp, who is a radio host in Iowa, who I've known for years, just said they're still testing Horford, thinking he can play if he tests negative. So I think the rule oh. is he, he has a test negative last night and negative today. So if he's negative, oh, that line movement to- tells me he's negative. Oh, that line move tells me he's negative. All right, man. If Horford plays, you have smart and Horford. I will love my three and a half. CLV um, baby. Yeah. They, they, they had five, but three and a half will be good because the game's going to go to two or one and a half. What the original number was. As soon as it's announced, game one, the game, not the game one number was one and a half. As soon as it's announced, it'll, I mean, it's already, it's somebody knows, just not official. As soon as it's announced official, then the public comes in and says, oh, there's guys are playing. Everybody, the books will need the heat for everything tonight. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Kevin says, I'm not betting it until I know who's playing. I want to know that smart or Horford is playing. Otherwise it's trappy smarts playing. I can tell you that smarts playing. Okay. Horford. I don't know, but smart is playing. Would stun me. Boston held him out of game one to play him in game two. Held him out of game one. Why? We didn't he, he was sick. No, Horford was sick. Smart, why did smart, smart, play? smart didn't play because of a sore foot. 
<laughs> really? I thought yeah. that was COVID related. No, no, no. He was on the bench. Yeah, I saw. Really? Oh, he, he was on the bench. Guy, he he, he had his he he had that fly outfit on. Right. Looking all South Beached out. I still didn't see it. Oh, it's so nice. It's it's it's, <laughs> such, it's such an awesome. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> that in the green in the, in the green hair. I, I I love the new Marcus Smart. I love the I'm going to be loud with my attire and hair as well as my mouth on the court. I'm going to be sporting it. It's like the new Damian <laughs> Lillard. I love it. Give me, give me loud and fashion or the new Russell Westbrook. It's so great. That's good. Uh, Joel says right now, I love you guys for the first round leader idea. All right. Well, I mean, hey, we ain't over it. yet, Joel. It ain't, ain't over yet, but we told Whoa. you guys we went to the top five. You, we all said this. Yesterday, if you, if you didn't watch the show yesterday live or, or on replay on SportsGrid last night, we said this, that it wouldn't be a bad idea to take the top five golfers right now to lead in the first round. And the lowest price was 20 to one, which is Rory. But everyone else was 35, 40 to one. You know, and if right. Rory comes in, it means 20 to one. So, I mean, you put fifty. You took fifty bucks and put ten bucks down on all five of the top five golfers, and Rory comes in. You're winning one hundred fifty bucks. So it's not bad. Win two hundred, lose forty, one sixty. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Yes, right. Sorry. Excuse me. I forgot about the word. For the people that don't know the math, get the win rate. I, math and me don't don't coexist. I figured this out. Oh yeah, me and Matt don't get along. <laughs> Cam Smith is two under through seven. He started on the back as well. So this is the guy to make up for my Rory bet over, you know, I faded Rory, but I took Cam Smith top 10 at two plus 225 last night. Uh, I need him to play really well. I, he could win the whole damn thing. I mean, Cam Smith, after what happened to the Masters, watch out. Spieth is not doing well, Stevie Mac. Spieth is DOA. He's dead. That bet's dead. So we, we need top 10 Cam Smith. To make up for it and if that happens we'll be in the black so need to do that so see what happens with that uh mikey also said what's math yes that's how i feel too <laughs> what's what's math i totally completely agree with that by that's the way you did you see the what's wonky gift that mikey also made outstanding work mikey i mean so seriously it's so just good. it's it's it <laughs> thank you sir i was at the ball game and i saw it i, I just started laughing and of course, Jessica was there. She's like, what are you laughing at? And so <laughs> she pulls up. <laughs> she Well, no, now she knows when I glance down at my phone and I start giggling or laughing yes. out loud. She's like, oh, he must be on Twitter or something to do right. with BVB. So she checks her phone. Great. And she goes, she goes, what's this wonky thing? <laughs> I said, it's just, I said. Did you see I, the other people are now using that word and people are now tagging us when other shows use tremendous. wonky and they're tagging us? Tremendous. I mean, it's, 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 it's great. I, I, yeah, they said it on That's Hockey Talk. Yeah. They said it on Nikki Skates. Get yep. Meraldo said it on Hockey Talk. Somebody tagged it, tweeted us. Said, hey, by I, the way, it's spreading. What's I'm wonky just, is spreading. It's, it's, yeah, just it's wonky. I love it. It's so good. Bet the over for a number of times so you said wonky today. I haven't Thank said it goodness yet. we don't have to beep that. Wonky. Oh, seriously, geez, that'll be bad. Poor editor Man, would be going crazy on that. Is this another birdie putt or a par putt? I mean, it's going to be a par <laughs> putt. Oh, first bogey for Mick, uh, for McElroy. All right, there's his first little bobble. He par, he bogeys the sixth, so now he's down to five under par. So Is the front nine or the back nine the harder? Everyone says that they're equally difficult. They're oh, talking okay. about that in the okay. broadcast, saying it's going right. to depend upon the wind and the direction of the wind. If the wind's howling, supposedly the back nine's more difficult, but 
we'll see. But today they think it's just equally difficult. It's just hard. You just have mm. to putt well and put the ball in the right spot. And so far, Rory has done that. But that's his first. He was six birdies, no bogeys. Now he's six birdies, one bogey. So a mm. little bit of a bobble. But, you know, as, as you said, it's not over yet. I mean, Shoffley is about to play the turn. Cam Smith is about to birdie uh, 16 to go to three under par. So it's not a lot of golf left for us to cash that ticket for Rory right. to be leading yeah. the first. And I don't know where, I don't think John Rahm's even teed off yet. So uh, if the conditions are going to play like this, this will be a low scoring golf tournament. Somebody's going to light it up. Yeah. Someone's going to go low, 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 low. <laughs> uh, by the way, Mikey awesome. And so we know that Stevie Max, the head of BBV security. Yes. Because of his arms. Have you seen that guy? Yes. Guy. Uh, you should see Mikey awesome though. Mikey awesome. Put a picture up parroting Stevie awesome's picture his his pose that was Mikey awesome I thought that was Stevie I thought that was Stevie Mac no tattoos the tattoos are the giveaway Stevie Mac Stevie's got the tattoos Mikey doesn't <laughs> Mikey awesome is that big dude too supposedly I mean that's what they're they were, and oh. then so and he said his sister got an offensive line on his BVB I and, love it and in the family one of his family members owns two tattoo parlors in Virginia and I said well if we're ever all in Virginia we're getting a BVB tattoo together oh that's what that BVB ink thing meant oh <laughs> that's what that hashtag the BVB hashtag went for ink was like I said yeah well if we're all ever together at a, at your at your uh, family's tattoo parlor. I will go ahead and get that done. We'll get that done together in some form or fashion. <laughs> I ain't get no tattoos. <laughs> Come know. on. I got one here. I, I got no two tattoos. here. Like, You're a tattoo guy. I ain't get no tattoos. I'm going to get, I, I have to get some, I, it's, I have three and, and I, I, I have to keep on going. I'll, I'll get more. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have probably seven before I die. Ink. It's fun. <laughs> getting, that, getting tattoos are fun. I it, it's a weird pain. It's a brother pain. Doug will get one. We right. got to pay him to do it. But brother Doug got tattoos. Yeah. He, I, I, he, he's the tattoo. I guy. decided that the left arm will just be my tattoo arm. Is your tattoo yeah. arm? Yeah, and everything right. else will be non-tattoo, but everything else will be. <laughs> that's get, wonky. That's wonky. Yeah, that's that's extremely <laughs> wonky. Absolutely, absolutely. That's very. That's very. Stevie Max says BBB Inc. Yeah, I, I'll get I'll get one of my guys, one of my graphic guys, to design a tattoo for you guys, and then we can go ahead and. Logo, logo ourselves up. I'm already a QR code with with this, so like, why go ahead and become a even more so? Does Virginia have in person sports books, or is that mobile only? Oh, Virginia doesn't have anything yet. Do they? No, they have they have betting because DC and Virginia are legal. Maryland's not. Maryland's oh. the Maryland's the one state that doesn't have it. DC. Okay. I don't know about mobile though. I know Virginia's got it. I think they're mobile. I know DC's mobile. So. Right. I think that that's, you know, that's where we are. Okay. Uh, let's talk about it. The battle for Alberta was good or bad hockey. <laughs> which, which side of this are you? Our guy, Todd Furman said that game sucked last night. He hated it. Where were you? You heard him. He came on his show and told us he wants Barry Trotz to come on and put the left wing lock and stuff and all this because he likes defensive, boring hockey with a combined 27 shots. That's boring. The game last night is fun. That's now, is fun. It, it's, is it good hockey? Eh, no. But like a lot of people would rather see a 42 to, uh, you know, 41 38 football game 
where I'd rather see it 24-21 or 17-14. You know, 41-38 football game bores me. It's too much scoring. That hockey game had too much scoring. It was, I mean, 9-6. What the, I couldn't believe the score. Heading into going, the third period, the live line was 13 and a half. Yeah, it got fair. And I asked, anybody betting that? No. Or is there <laughs> anyone betting under? No. Crickets. Crickets. One person, yeah, I'm taking a flyer on it. And then they wrote back, that was a bad idea. <laughs> yep, that was a bad idea. 15 goals scored in that game. 15. Here's the crazy thing. That's now back-to-back games against the Oilers that Calgary has scored nine goals. They've scored 18 goals in the last two games against the Oilers. Ouch. That is a problem for Edmonton. Better hit somebody. Boy, oh boy. I mean, you're giving up one, one of those games. You can make kind of go, ah, last (laughs) game of the regular last meeting of the regular season, you know, nine, three was the final there. Nine, six is the final last night. And I felt like in the second period, Calgary just fell asleep. They didn't care. They're like, eh, whatever, we won. And then all of a sudden they were tied and it was like, whoa, wait a minute. It's six, six. We got to go. And they scored three more goals. Problem. That's the problem in this series. They have to keep scoring because Edmonton can't come back that quick. If Edmonton gets out to a lead, they have to keep scoring because Calgary is boom. So that's what I mean. Like it's um, the Penguins and Rangers went over all seven games. This one may go over all seven games. I mean, it legitimately might go over. I don't know what – I know what I'd be working on if I was in practice today with Edmonton, hitting somebody at clog of the middle a little. Like, they're flying through the zone. Mm. There's, it's just it's, – it's, it's too much open space. So, I don't know if that can be adjusted overnight, you know, because – would you, if it was seven, would you consider betting under? No. Can't, I'm cl- right? I'm close. I mean, no. no. I mean, I, it was eight and a half. I might consider I, I might consider betting under. Maybe. Six but, and a half flat. Yeah. No way. Not Six even, and a half flat. No. Why not go to seven? This would be the time you get actually over seven bets. Isn't Fandle at seven? Is it? I'm looking at it's. There's not a sniff of it on my odd screen. Uh, Fandle's at s- nope six and a half. Yeah, juice to the over. But what what change did something change in hockey? Why is why is every game going over? Like is the net bigger? <laughs> like what they've what? taken away? They they've taken away the physicality in front of the net, and they've taken away cross checking. If you cross check, they call it automatically. Hmm. So at guys, any point, yeah. like it's crazy. The guys are in the corner, so the puck kicks away. And, you know, there's just usually – I mean, there's always that little mm, – you give him mm-hmm. a guy a little shot just to mm-hmm. let him know. Ref is even within earshot. He yeah. sees it two minutes. Yep. Oh, let's go. Can't do It's that. fast. So the guys are are, yeah. are a little bit gun-shy with the physicality. You mean, there was – when I when I was growing up, Matt, when you were an enforcer, you parked in front of the net, and then they put their biggest guy in front of the net to go ahead and screen the goaltender. And literally the entire game, the enforcer would drill the guy in the back with the stick all game long. And now you can't do any of that. Any yeah. of it. It's automatic. Whoop. And it's leading to more goals because there's yep. more penalties, more power plays, more goals. Um, and guys are afraid to get a power play, give up a, you know, give up a power play so they don't play defense the same way. And so it becomes problematic. So, I mean, do you think it's good at hockey? 
I hated that game last night. Did you? I thought it was bad hockey. I thought it was pond hockey. I thought it was bad goaltending, bad defense. It, it That's not playoff hockey to me. I don't need, I mean, I don't need every game to be two one. I just need the goaltenders to actually be professionals. I mean, Mike, <laughs> I mean, Mike Smith may have been the best goaltender in that game. And he got yanked. Right. I mean, it was just like, why even would just leave him in there? Let him give up eight. I mean, that's can't be worse than the dude they put in. I mean, it was bad. Some of the goals were not like they, they should have been saved. Like some of the, some of the goals, even like some of the Oiler goals were just like body crashes in front of the net and the puck goes in. I don't know. I didn't like that game at all. Is either I mean, one of those teams beating the avalanche, not even close. Oh, you think run. it's a big disparity. If Calgary advances, Calgary's got a shot, but Edmonton's got no shot. No shot. Yeah. They would get, they would, I mean, we, we might see a 10 if Edmonton plays, Cal, plays Colorado. A 10 what? Goals. Oh. Not a line of 10. No, 10 goals scored. Yeah. We might see Colorado get a 10, score 10 goals in the game. Oh, themselves? Correct, themselves. I'll bet the no. Edmonton got, I mean, Calgary got nine last night. We ain't seen no 10 in the playoffs. I don't think that's a crazy comment at all. We get nine last night. We had nine the game before when they played. I'll take Brigade, the Yes offense. or no. Tell this guy. Brigade needs you right now. Yes or no. If, Ten goals in the playoffs the rest of the don't, I, It doesn't matter. Edmonton's not getting out of this round, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Oilers are not playing Colorado. Not happening. The line is less for game two on Calgary. It's a bad line. Same thing happened tonight with Colorado. It's a you're, bad not the, you're, you're not the zigzag? Not when there's a mismatch in talent. Not when there's home ice and a zigzag in talent. I'm not, no. Not buying. They I'm not came buying back the, and tied the game. Because they quit. I was watching the whole thing. They just, Calgary just relaxed. They're like, eh, all right. And then they're like, oh, let's go. And they went ahead and threw it into gear in the third period, scored three goals and won the game 9-6. When they want to go, they can go and score at will. There was no resistance. Edmonton's got nothing. <laughs> they don't. They got nothing. Their, their defense Call is for a sweep. I mean, it's not going to stun me. I mean, maybe they get game three at home. But wow, Colorado against St. Louis is a monster mismatch. The same thing with Cal- Calgary against Edmonton. Just a yeah, mismatch. But, but the difference is St. Louis got a goalie. Pennington is... Stanley Cup winning goalie. Okay, and he's absolutely blown since that. He's been bad. He looked pretty good in game. Correct, one. but he's looked, but he lost. And wow, well, I mean, it was just a matter of time. They got that penalty and all those shots, but I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, why is the line less? It's just zigzag. a bad number. No zigzag because the pros are playing the zigzag. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they are. That doesn't um, bother you. You don't <laughs> want to be on that side. I'm fading that today. All right. Yeah. Look at you fading the bad guys. I love it. Yeah. No, I, I, I do whatever you want on that. If you, I mean, you, you can play it if you want on a zigzag series, but I, I watch with my eyes. I watch the game. I don't need the numbers. I watch. Tell them P roll. And I watched the game. And when I watched the game, St. Louis is not keeping that game close tonight. Uh-uh. Route coming tonight. <laughs> No more ding, ding. No, that's in the net. <laughs> Shots that hit posts go in tonight for the Avalanche, in my opinion. No post tonight. You hit them all in game one. Yeah. 
Time for the luck to maybe spin. one tonight. Yeah. I would bet under. I would bet zero because I'm yeah, sure I, like it goes ding and in this time. Uh, ding out, okay. it goes ding and in. I used to love doing that. When you hit that upper corner, I was left-handed. And I shoot in the upper corner over the right side, and it would hit that corner, ding, and then pop in the net behind him. Skate by and look at him like Steph hit a three. I used love to it. do that shit all the time. It was so much fun. So. Carolina last night in the third period. That was a playoff game. That was a fun game. That was my, I, I tweeted that. I was like, oh, look, the playoff showed up because all yeah. of a sudden we, we saw, we saw a playoff game. I lost. That was my sixth consecutive loss. Now, luckily I won my last two bets of the night. So I wound up two and one last night. So I actually, I, I, I won last night, but the Calgary game was, sorry, the Carolina game was pretty impressive because the Rangers played their brand of hockey and then they gave up the goal late. One, one, but Igor was Igor. And if he plays like that, they're in this series. Rangers are live. Oh, Carolina stole that game last night. Yes, they did. I would agree. For 57 minutes. And that's why Gerard, Gerard Gallant after the game said, look, I'm not even, I'm not angry at all. Like we played our brand of hockey. That was just a game that we look, it didn't go our way tonight, but we play like that. We're going to be right there the entire time. Oh yeah. There's no Rangers score first. And it's like, okay, let's answer this. Okay, we got through the first period. Guys, let's go. Second period, still no answer. Still won nothing. Um, I actually played under six and a half and under five and a half. Nice. After the game started and the Rangers scored because it jumped to six and a half. And I was like, yeah, I, I like that. And then I bet it again under five and a half. I trailed the brigade last night. Ooh. And SoCal DGen tweeted it out, and I, I I I took it small, but he was like plus one fifty after the second period. It was plus one fifty. I was like, all right, I'll play along. Let's have some fun. So I rode with the BVB Brigade. Very nice. Going to win last night on that on the plus one forty. Those feel good. Those are those are hard to. Um, I mean, the Rangers are resilient. They'll they'll be fine. It's it, it's. The, what the, the boost did for the Hurricanes. You're going to lose that game. You're going to lose the opening game at home. I get this kid named Anthony Riscaldi. He was, comes in sometimes on uh, on my podcast, Cash Considerations, but he he was tweeting last night. He was tagging us, too. He was at the game. Oh, oh yeah, I saw that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so he listens to this show and stuff nice. now, too. Um, his record when he goes to the games this season, he's only seen them lose one time at home. I think, would you say yesterday, they've only lost six home games or eight home games? Eight, total? eight home games all year. One to the yeah. Rangers, but eight home games, yeah. Yeah, so he's only seen one home loss. So, Riscotti, when you go to the game, you have to let us know because that means that they're probably going to win. So, OTW, that was just kind of an unfortunate bad break off off a defender into the net. <laughs> Yeah. A bad break for the Rangers, yeah. man. That was just one of those, like, all right, you know, we blew the under? lead late. We going under again there? Five and a half. Well, if the referees are going to put, I think there were two power plays of the whole game, right? Rangers had two. If the Panthers had one. I think three. Yeah, they, it, they didn't call yeah. much. I know in the third period, Ranger fans were irate at a couple of calls that were not made because that's how they're going to score. They right. had a power play two minutes into the game. They had a power play. It was real quick. It was like, whoa, wait a minute. I thought, okay, they're going to call a lot. And then they didn't call anything else really the rest of the game. So if we call it like that, yeah, under for sure. I would go with the under. 
Rory's going to par the 16th, so he'll stay at five. Cam Smith now is at three under par. He's playing the back still, so he's going towards the turn. I would be very concerned about Cam Smith right now. Will Zillatoris, as well, is at three under par. Both those guys are approaching the the turn. If you've got a Rory McIlroy first-round leader ticket, I'd be concerned about Willie Z, and I'd be concerned about Cam Smith. They both can go very low. Mm. So unless you played all five, because Illatoris was in the top five. Do you for, like all these graphics? I, I, can I see the scores bigger? Oh, I don't care. I've got really good eyesight, so I don't care. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I do fine. too. It just I want to see the scores. Well, like, no. I, I mean, I I don't need to see Eli and Peyton for the Manning cast. That that's what I don't need. That's my point. Okay, that's what I, I mean. just hit them off there. Make yeah. the graphics a little bigger. Let me see the golf. Yeah, that's what I don't need. So actually, you know, I think I'm wrong. I think Cam Smith is a is a head. I thought the asterisk meant, meant they were playing the 16th, but that just means they play, started on the front, started on the back right there. So yeah, all right. So Cam and Zillatoris are actually a whole ahead of of McElroy. So excuse me. So I'm wrong about that. So you may be okay with. Unless they birdie 17, 18, you may be okay. Jordan beats that three over par. My gosh. <laughs> Roy McElroy better. Oh, he hit a birdie. He's at two over par. Spieth birdies. What a bad round for Jordan Spieth. Brutal. Uh, <laughs> but if you if you want if you have a ticket on Roy to win this thing, you want me to fade Rory the entire tournament for you because I'm clearly the kiss of kiss of death when You're it comes to that. Right now with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, just just a bad week. All right, Florida is now up to minus one sixty two against Tampa tonight. What do you feel about this game? This is part. This is part of better to book it, but um, are you riding? You riding Tampa tonight? No, actually, I'm riding under tonight. I think it repeats that type of game. Okay, I was really impressed with the intensity and and the feel. It felt like a game seven. I think. Did you agree with Jeff Davis, by the way, yesterday, who said that that game was not indicative of the final score? Or the final score was not indicative of the game? You heard Jeff. He's on Florida. I know. I'm just asking you. I know what he's saying. I don't. I, I don't. don't know what you're no. saying. What do you think? I, I mean, the final score was 2-1. I thought that was a well-played hockey game by both teams. I That was 4-1. Well, I'm, okay. I mean, it was 2-1, and they got that other goal, and then they have yeah. to, Okay. That's right. 4-1. Um, the answer would be yeah, no. You don't think the final score was indicative of the game? No, closer than what the final was, score said. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in my in my mind, it was two one. You know, like it went when when Tampa got the lead and scored again, it was over. But I didn't feel like they dominated. I didn't feel like they won like that game four one. I mean, they were trailing, right? You know, and then and then they they got a break and got ahead and. I, it was close. This is the game Florida's supposed to win for going six or seven games. Can't lose both home games. It yeah. could, but I, I circle back to Vasilevsky. I just can't. They, they better score. How many goals Who's does they? Florida have to, to win? Florida? How many goals do they got to score? Minimum of three. I think it's a minimum of four. Okay. But Roski just gives them up too quick and they their their power play is lethal for Tampa. I think they got to get four, which would then make the game go over. I also think that you have to be aware or at least expecting the referees to be on the Florida side tonight. 
Oh yeah. They want this thing to go. So this is a this is a this is a big series. It's got is it? Yeah. I mean, it's got the entire it's a bigger series. And the Rangers is gonna get bigger ratings. Only because of New York in one part of the country, not because I mean nobody outside of the East Coast gives a flip about the Rangers. Tampa's, Tampa's the two-time defending cup champs. People are paying attention to Tampa. Like they want to see what I mean, if you're a hockey oh, fan. All right. I think hockey and, fans are. I don't know yeah. if other cities are though. Yeah, I, I think if you like hockey, you're watching Tampa. You know what Tampa is. You know Stamkos. You knew they, they won the cup back to back times. Can they win three? People are paying and it's a battle for Florida. It's a rivalry series. Yeah. There's more, there's more intrigue to Florida, Tampa than there is Carolina, New York. Indicative by the price. Right. That's how we can use the gambling to talk about the sports. You know, what's the more competitive series? Well, the numbers say this. Right. It is. I don't know. No. I, it's, it, sh- it should be really good. I Again, I think it plays at the under. And I would have, you know, last time we did the show and they played two days ago, totals were seven. We both said to go over. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I like the under here on on this game too, but but okay. we'll do it part of better book better book it here at the end. Uh, Are you in action? You sound like you're in action. You keep saying we'll do this in better book it. We'll do this in better book. How many plays do you have today? In better to book it three. Okay, all right. Oh no, four. Yeah, four better to yeah. book it. Yeah, uh, I, I got I got four, but I've got more than that. I I've got oh myself. I got more than that going. So oh, boy. I think I have seven bets for today. I think. It's not even 11 o'clock yet. What are you doing? I bet overnight. That's right. I, I, I bet last night. I don't I, I don't. I don't bet during the day. I bet in-game. In-game now. Day. You're but, doing that now, too. I do in-game, but I bet overnight. So I do it last night, and I come over, and I bet at night, and then, then I watch it. What's going on? I, I use my favorite bets for for the Daily Juice. So that that's you know my my best bets, or the hell you want to call it that. I hate that term. Right. But, you know. My best bet went three, you know, just stop it. Who cares? My best bet. I hate that line. Uh, anyways, but you know, my best bet, my favorite bet was Carolina. I lost that bet. Other two bets cashed, which are my favorite, which are my, was my, why'd you lose the Carolina bet? You did a puck line. No, we did regulation. It went to OT. Oh, overtime. oh, oh, oh. Okay. But so like my favorite bet was Carolina to win in regulation. They win in overtime. So I lose that bet. But my other two plays cashed. Guess what my favorite two plays were yesterday? The ones that won. So like it's just it's the dumbest thing in the world to be like, well, my, my best bet. Like just I can't Aren't stand. Aren't they all your best bet? Yes. The stupidest thing. Your best bet. You know, my best bet is what pays me. That's all. I, there's my best bet. Okay. Well, that's I'll the win. bets that win. Every it's bet the, you make is your. I best mean, it's, bet. It's, it's it's a huge frustration point that I have with with props because it's like I I know what they want to do. So every day they do this story, right? So they take one of our plays from the show and they do the story on props.com and they list the, the the prop of the day and then we have an NBA writer who who gives out a prop. By the way, our NBA prop bet guy is on fire. He's been killing it. Way better than me. And but they pick one of my three or four bets, right? And like and they keep track of it. And I'm like, okay, I get why you're doing that, but like, I don't know. It's like random. So like the, I went two and one yesterday on the show for better to book it. Right. The one bet they picked, I lost <laughs> other two bets. I oh, won. it's inevitable. And so oh, it's yeah. just like, it's perfect. throw your hands up. You're like, son of a, you know, it's like, it's, it's, I don't know. So that, that, that's a, to either go with them all. I, I always tell people either bet them all or bet none of them. One of the two, like it's hard to cherry pick them. Yeah. 
because then you're coming to me and like, which one did you bet? Like, yeah. that's why people are like, well, which one do you like the most? Just stop. Don't ask me that question, please. Oh, don't, yeah. Just don't ask me that question. Don't, bet ask, all bet. don't ask Matt that question. Yeah. Don't ask me who I like in the Preakness. Please. <laughs> don't ask me. I don't know. Bet on the bet on the Philly. That's what I would say for the Preakness. Oh, wow. Let's pull for the Philly. Let's okay. pull for history. See the girl beat all the boys. I mean, that would be fun to see that happen. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Colorado is up to minus 235 Ooh. in game two against St. Louis. 240 off. My gosh, it's expensive. It's going up. Let me click refresh on Vegas here. 245 at the Westgate. Damn. Uh-oh. Route is coming in that game. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be. So I said Six I watched a half game. over thirty-five. I watched Hero. the game. We gotta tell somebody. You gotta watch the game. Much. It's a PL play, baby. Yeah, it's plus money. Why? Not, this should be. This is. I mean, this, this is, is a no-brainer. You can't give away plus money on a buck line. You can't right now. Plus one minus one ten. Plus one hundred five. Plus oh, money good. on the buck line. Really? It's a route coming in this game. If this is closer than 5-2, I'll be stunned. Whoa. Stunned. Just a two-goal lead. Can yeah, yeah, this is a three or this is a three or a four. This is a six. Are one. you serious? This is six one. This is five one. Whoa, is, whoa, whoa. They're gonna get I, I I would be stunned. They got so lucky to lose that game three two. Like they needed like magic for that game to be three two. <laughs> That was a that was like a trick that the Blues pulled. They are so overmatched in this game. There was a lot of puck possession time oh by the God. Avalanche. This it, it I, I was like, is this like a NHL team versus an AHL team? Like, is this what I'm watching? Like, this was not even like they the Blues did not belong on the ice with the Avalanche. They skated around them like they weren't even there. Yeah, McKinnon was like. Zzzz. Bye-bye. Like, I, I was like, wait, where'd he go? Like, <laughs> I said it on the show uh, the day after. I, it looks like he's skating on different ice. They couldn't catch him. He was he would take the puck and just keep it for a little while and find somebody open. Uh, over? Oh, he scores. You got 5-2. Is that over? Oh, that's over. It's six over six and, and a half. half. Yeah. I think, I, I think over is a decent play, but I just like the – I'm just taking the plus money in the puck line in case it's 3-1 and I'm wrong about – how many, right. how many goals, but I just, I can't see this game being close. Right. We'll get to more of that on better to book it, but I think that's going to be a route. All right. Time for my favorite story of the day. I okay. love it. When coaches hate each other, <laughs> love this story. <laughs> so yesterday I did a, I did a hit on a radio station in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. And I've been going on this ESPN station down there for a couple of months now. And like, I was waiting for them and I knew they'd be the first show. I knew it. I was like my Alabama ties, my sec experience. I was like, it's May 19th. When am I getting the question? Like, I'm going to get it. This is going to be the first show that will ask me. And I got it. Let's talk some college football. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, I knew you guys would ask me this. I was like, I was waiting for it. They're like, let's talk some college football. And I was like, all right, let's get into it. Like, what games are you looking forward to in the first week? What games do you eyeball? And, you know, what what teams are you looking at? And I was like, I love you guys. This is so fun. This is exactly what we were doing in Alabama. We start talking about college football. The second it gets to May 15th, it's like, hey, spring game's over. 
all right, let's start talking about college football. So we went right into Saban and the UT game. And then this story pops. So Nick Saban's at an event in case you missed this. Nick Saban is at an event in which Nick Saban says the reason why Texas A&M had the number one recruiting class that was signed in February is because A&M quote bought every player that they got. Mm -hmm. Went on to talk about the fact that teams names and likeness are being flirted, brought up the fact that when we talked about it, the bags are being said publicly. Remember when Dion got the kid, the number one recruit to go there. Okay. He brings it up saying, look, he's talking about it in the newspaper. You can tell how old Saban is. He he referenced newspaper three times. (laughs) No one's reading the newspaper, Nick. It's not where they got this information. He's like in the newspaper. They're talking about this in the newspaper. I'm like, "Uh Oh, Nick, but he's not wrong. He's like, this is all the wild, wild West name, image, and likeness. He said, we have signed zero players to a name, image, and likeness deal. Every player that was recruited by A&M was signed to a name, image, and likeness rule. Deion Sanders tweeted something that was interesting. He capitalized the word people on a tweet saying, our people don't need to pay our people to play with our people. Oh boy. Okay. So we're not even going to hide this. (laughs) It's a historically black black university and we're using the word people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dion. So what you're saying about a white coach. Okay. Like that's right. Dion, we're going to those waters in the South. That's going to be an interesting thing to watch. But then Jimbo Fisher said this because Jimbo went crazy at a press conference. He called Nick Saban despicable and a narcissist saying, quote, it's despicable that someone can say something about someone and more importantly, 17-year-old kids taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families, that they broke state laws, that we bought every player in this group. We didn't buy anybody. I mean, this is wild. He goes on by saying, some people think that they are God. Go dig into how God did his deal. And you may find out a lot about how things, uh, a lot about things you don't want to know. We build him up as this czar of football. Go dig into his past. You can find out anything you want to find out or what he does or how he does it. Damn. It's despicable when a, when a reputable head coach can come out and say this uh, when he doesn't get his way, when things don't go his way, the narcissist in him doesn't allow that to happen. The parody in college football he's talking about, go talk to coaches who coached for him. You'll find all the parody. Go dig in. You can find out anything. <laughs> I mean, so what does DraftKings do? DraftKings goes up and puts up <laughs> the fight of a 70 year old Nick Saban, five, six, 160 pounds up against 56 year old, five foot 10 Jimbo Fisher. And they make Jimbo the minus two twenty favorite. Jimbo's got the reach. He's taller by a couple inches. <laughs> I mean, there's no question. Jimbo's that's a light number. I make him minus 300. I mean, Nick is it's old. That's it's gotta be at least minus 300. I love it. What more do you want? I mean, what did they think was going to happen with this name, image, and likeness stuff? Like, it's all going to come out, like all this stuff. And, and they've been, you know, you know, people that I talk to know, mm. been paying people different ways, different things for years. Now they got to put it all above board and or above ground. Well, okay. Now, d- d- let's just talk about that for a second because it is what Saban has brought up. 
Saban is saying, technically, you cannot use a name, image, and likeness deal to recruit a player. But everyone's doing it. But no one is policing it. So now they're trying to police it. They're trying to find a way to make it, but to make it not happen. But it is happening. I mean, it's as what Saban's talking about. It is happening in the public. Right. Where you have a sport, Penn National Gaming, alongside with Deion Sanders, went ahead and had this done to get a $1 million deal for this kid to go to Jacksonville State. Jackson State. Or Jackson State. I always, say, I always get that confused. Jackson State. I mean, it's a million dollars for a one double A program. Crazy. Number one recruit in the country goes there. You're He's telling me that wasn't Florida state instead chose Jackson state. Right. And big difference. It's a million dollars. By the way, Zilla still. Oh, wow. Rory just bogeyed 17. Willie Z birdies. 18 Willie Z four under par 66 is the low round of the day. He just put it in. So is Hoagie. He's at four. He's on the course still though. He hasn't put it in. He hasn't carded it yet. Wow. So he's at four under, but he hasn't carded it yet. I mean, look. These, Who this said guy, that in the chat about McElroy? That he was going to cash? Yeah. Yeah. So Rory funny. needs to birdie 18 to have the outright lead, but did, did, someone's going low today. Somebody might put up a 64 today. I mean, if the wind's not going to blow. In the, what? There ain't going to be no 64s today. No. Okay. I don't think so. All right. And Rory was on pace. 65 will be the best score. Okay, that's okay. Five under though is really good. That's that, that's, that's Z's at four. That's, that's that's the one you got to worry about. Somebody throwing sixty five up. I mean, John Rom could throw up a sixty five. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, Brooks Kepka hasn't teed up. Brooks Kepka tees off in ten minutes. So, got guys on the course who haven't teed off yet who have the capability of going very low at a major golf championship. Oh, Cam Smith's gonna bogey. That's a bummer. That's not good for me, but. Uh, he was at, he's at two under, looks like he's going to bogey. Where's the A&M Alabama game this year at Alabama, October the 8th. BVB trip. C T V BVB trip. Oh, (laughs) would I look some electricity in that place? So venom, this is where, (laughs) all right. If we want to do a college football game (laughs) this year, even if it's not, it's just me and you. Okay. Me and you's right. going. Okay. Bye. My guy TJ's got Tuscaloosa down on lock. <laughs> when I tell you what Dreamland barbecue is like to go on a game day for Alabama, it's 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 it's, it's good. I, I can't explain the religious experience <laughs> that this is. This is a incredible, life-altering, Whoa. amazing. Culinary, culture, history trip all in one. That good. I've never been the same. (laughs) Changed my life. (laughs) Changed everything. Dreamland Barbecue in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Changed my life. Game day, walk in. There's a cop at the door. Look at TJ. Why is there a cop here? Walk inside. You'll understand. Wall-to-wall people. Can't move. The tiny little joint been making. They've never cleaned the grill, never cleaned the smoker. Years and years of fat and juices and barbecue sauce. It's just oh my goodness. To this Ribs, day, they've never cleaned it. They could have soon at some point when I was there in <laughs> in two thousand and uh, two thousand and two. They never show. cleaned it. Wow. Told me never cleaned it. That was twenty years ago, but maybe they haven't cleaned. I was. <laughs> 
I just, I ate it and I looked into, I looked, I looked at my friend TJ and I was like, what is this? He was like, right. Barbecue sauce, the white bread, the wonder bread, the yeah. sides. It's just unbelievable. It's why wow. I have a smoker in the backyard. Right. Why I barbecue that Inspired moment. Inspired by dreamland. Dreamland barbecue has now there are other dreamlands out. They have, they franchised it out across the state. So right. there's Dreamland in, in 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 Huntsville. There's Dreamland in Birmingham. There's Dreamland in Mobile, but the original in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I order. I have it once a year. Basically, I'll I'll order the barbecue sauce, a big jug of it to be delivered to the house. Right. And I'll have it for football season, and I'll make ribs. It doesn't taste anything like what they do in Dreamland, but at least it gives me a little <laughs> bit of flavor. The spice is the, the it's a spicy barbecue sauce. It's a molasses based right. barbecue sauce. I love I love the arguments about which barbecue sauce is better. Texas, Alabama, Memphis dry rub, Tennessee dry rub, you know, different parts of the country. I'll take your word for it. Oh, it's such a I, I love the argument. I love like I'm not a big fan of North Carolina. I'm not a big fan of vinegar-based barbecue sauce. Uh -huh. So like North Carolina and Alabama is a little bit similar, but there's more molasses in Alabama with a touch more spice. Bama's got more of a flavor from Texas. Texas barbecue sauce is very spicy. I love Texas barbecue sauce. It's Tremendous. One day, add I, this to the list of things, Farah, that we've learned about. Oh, overall. This is, is this is my is real a barbecue sauce yes. connoisseur. Hell yeah! This is, this talking, is the Ask Matt Peralt segment. Anything? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I Ask Peralt anything. Yes, barbecue sauce to me in in in, in different <laughs> types of rubs in, in in ribs versus brisket. I this is my wheelhouse. This is what I, I mean, whiskey, football, and barbecue sauce is my. <laughs> freaking life okay there you go you give me those three and i'm good for a long time i thought he was excited to hit the don't do a parlay parlay on friday i mean you get this guy some barbecue sauce with some oh, molasses this in guy's it. gonna he's retire in alabama it's, so, it's oh he's gone it's done forget it just, about it, it. he's it gonna be like warren me. buffett you know the guy yeah, his, his, little, his little me. ranch out there Oh, I'd, I, I would hundred percent to go to games see when i went to, when i was covering the sec there was ninety five thousand people now there's 110,000 at Bryant Denny Stadium. It ain't that big of a difference. Yeah, it is. They enclosed the whole end zone. They when I was there, they they bowled it off. So now the sound sits right on top of you. And it's, my guy TJ says it's now the other thing is different. I used to do my pregame show on the quad, which is you've probably seen Denny Chimes, this big, really gorgeous um bell tower that's on the campus. There's this huge, open, gigantic, open um, field that's right by Denny Chimes. It's called the Quad. So when I was there, there were probably 40,000 people every day. Now they put up screens and there's 100,000 people outside the stadium and 100,000 oh, inside the stadium. For real? Yeah. There's 200,000 people in Tuscaloosa on campus on game day. It's most, it, I mean, my friend teaches like forget parking. I took an RV and I'd park the RV on the yeah. Quad. Yeah, that's where I'd sleep. They'd give us RV parking. Nah, can't do that anymore. Not allowed to. Nah, they, I'm with they, you, man. There, there is nothing like SEC football. You know, I, I, oh. I I'm an alum of Carolina. You know, Gamecocks and oh, right. those football games. You know, especially the heavy like, uh, you know, like Carolina versus Clemson or Alabama. Yeah. You know, those those big games, man. They're wild. 
Dennis Francione loses to South Carolina. First time the Gamecocks have beaten Alabama in about 15 years. They rush the stage. Students go after Francione. I'm behind him on the field, trying to get the hell off the field. Almost got killed by Gamecock fans. Dude, it's bonkers. We've torn those goalposts down. They they installed uh, like automatic uh, goalposts that collapse. Yeah, like when the game's over, the the goalposts just like sink into the ground. Now (laughs) they wanted they wanted man, they wanted a piece of Francione. They wanted to take his head off. The Gamecock fans were so psyched to beat Alabama. It was 2003, I think it was. Yeah, that was. I was like, uh oh. I don't like where I am right now. This is dangerous. Get me the hell out of here. So I followed the state troopers. There were four state troopers around Francione and they were running him through the crowd. And I just went right behind it. I was like, all right, going to go behind the blockers <laughs> to get myself off this damn football field. That was have crazy. You, neither of you have been to a game at Penn State, have you? I have not. Uh, no. Nah. I, I mean, I've been, only, a, I've been to a Steelers game, but not nothing college okay. there. Only Penn State is – it's Alabama North. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Everyone says that. I need to go. I really need to go because I fought. Nebraska fans would tell me that, and I Iowa fans would tell me that. I mean, so many people in the Big Ten would tell me we're like the SEC. We're as good. Iowa, Ohio State, and Michigan. I've not been to that game or either one. They all say this. I need to go just to be able to because I I have a hard time believing it. Dave, you graduated Penn State back in the day, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's just a little biased. It's, just a little bit. No, I've been to other stadiums. You've been to Alabama? I haven't been there. All right. So I I have been to yours. You have been to mine. So we're we're, we're talking about about TV and it does not do it justice. You'll say the same thing. I want to go to a whiteout game so I can fully appreciate the sound and and, and, and what Penn State's like. The difference is Penn State's not Bama in terms of how good they are. No, they were for a little while. Like I was there when they were undefeated and they, they beat Oregon and the Rose Bowl Somehow the Browns. Because you guys still don't really like your coach, right? You're still not. James Franklin is still not everyone's favorite guy. No. And Saban's God. Difference. (laughs) He's God. (laughs) I mean, when I was there, Joe Poe was there and he was God. He couldn't do nothing. Oh, yeah. Seriously. I mean, it was was amazing. I mean, it was the first day on campus. They take the freshmen up to the stadium, tell them how to walk in, and they practice the cheers. That's fun. The first day, I was like, why we, and I was lucky because I was in the central part of campus. So, like, you got to walk up to the football stadium. And I was like, where are we going? They're like, we're going. How many kids are we talking about this, by the way? What's that? How many kids are we talking about? Like 5,000? Oh, he, there was at least, I bet there was 10,000 kids wow. at that oh. like, freshman orientation weekend. That's cool. This is how you go to the football game. Tickets were six. First of all, they were free when I started. They were punch cards. Oh. Tickets to the game, I got a punch card. Like you're going to Subway. And they punched the whole Syracuse, punched the whole Temple. And if someone wanted to use your ticket, you gave it to them. And they had to give it back if it was the third game. Because you needed to go four, five, six. And I was like, I'm going to every game. I'm not, no, no one's ever borrowing my ticket. And then by the time, like my brother came up, it was $6 a game. Tickets were 36 bucks for the whole year. Wow. And, and then they went to the big 10 and now they're, you know, a, a student ticket for the season is 400. Can you sit, can you reserve seats? This was the big fight with Alabama that they got into with the student body. No. So, get the, in. so the frats, would send the pledges 
to block off big sections. Of course. And so then the brothers will all show up afterwards, right? Come in, yeah, come, come in, in late. Come in late and have yeah. the, have the seats that the they pledges, want. Yeah. Turned into a big problem. Once of Bama course. got really good, yeah. that, that started to be prevented. Done. Couldn't do it. Nope. No. You all have to show Done. up. If you're not there, you can't reserve a seat for anybody. You got to be there, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, we had to do it when it was cold. Oh, right. You yeah. Know, yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> it's always oh. it's the heat because the students are in the sun. That's the only problem for the students is that they're that their section. It's at least all bleacher cold. seating, too, right? No, not. The I don't know seats, what the new ones. The good seats have seat backs. And yes. Seats, but yes. the student section's all bleachers. Pretty much. Yeah, I think that's true. I can't remember exactly. I just know they put up, they put in, uh, they put in 15,000 new seats after I left and they put in new screens everywhere. It's an, it's nicer than most NFL stadiums. I believe it's it. crazy. You can see now, like they, they glassed in a lot of the luxury boxes yeah. and you could see through to like the outside. You can actually walk. So like the, the recruits, oh, that, okay. the recruits that come in, you actually can see the football state, the, the whole thing when you're walking in, you can see through it. It's glass and it's mostly like being insane. So, I mean, that was 20 years ago. I mean, it was, I took an RV to every SEC game. I've been to every SEC stadium, gone through, I mean, driving to Oxford, Mississippi and driving to. to I mean, did you go to Vanderbilt? Yep. It's a home game for Alabama. Vandy games were, Vandy trips were fun. They took over that stadium. (laughs) There would be like, I think that that stadium seats 30,000. I think 25,000 were there for Bama. (laughs) I was sick. It was just absolutely See, and it, like, I mean, the games in the big 10, never like that. Like yeah, you go just, to Ohio state, it's, it's a war. Well, yeah. I mean, it's different. I mean, that's the, I mean, LSU I, look Purdue. Okay. There's plenty of big 10 garbage stops in terms of like, you know, who, who goes and plays where. So I like guess, Northwestern yeah. got good recently, but for a long time there were, you know, a walkover. Rory and, just birdied. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Five sixty-five. There's there your card. Is. All right. See if anybody there's a sixty-five. See if anybody go, go sixty-four. Him. Gotta go up there and, and, and knock that in. Wow, sixty-five. I did not see that coming today at a Rory. Good job by the books. It's a hell of a hell of a handicap on the books to put Rory as the first round leader. Right. As the, as the odds on favorite. Yeah. That's for, for a guy who sucked in the first round with 35 over since 2015 to show show that five under par. He must Seven. have some history here, no? Uh, a little, but he's just the way he's playing. Rory is playing really, really well. Right. Really, really well right now. He's doing some really impressive things. All right. The, the, this story is nuts. Did you see what happened to the Rockies sideline reporter last night? I did not. All right. This woman is getting married in June. Okay. Yeah. Look at this scar that this poor young woman is going to have. This happened last night. At the Giants and Rockies game, she's in the dugout. She gets rocked. Completely and totally rocked by a line drive. She's fine, thankfully, but 95 mile per hour line drive off her head. It didn't hit anything until it got to her. Split her open. Bam. You You know the story, my foul ball story, right? No. What's your foul ball story? I'm almost going to start to cry when I see this. We used to go to Pittsburgh to San Diego every year to see the Pirates play the Phillies. So I take the kids and um, three games set, usually day game or uh, night game, night game, day game, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we go, the kids are, I don't know, eight, 
10 and 8, I think, at the time. And so this is this is going eight years ago, I think it was. And I'm sitting there eating. First day we sit, Pirates, the visitor's dugout is the third base side. So we sit right behind the dugout. Like I get the seats, the second row right behind the dugout. And we're watching a game. A.J. Burnett's pitching. Yonder Alonzo is batting. He's left-handed. Cracking peanuts. Everybody's Kelsey's right beside me. Then Kylie and then Jessica. And we had had a phenomenal trip. We're doing all this stuff. Fifth inning, 96-mile-an-hour fastball. Check swing from Yonder Alonzo. I put my hand up like this. You can see it. And the ball touches. I mean, I see it in a blink of an eye. I mean, yeah, it touches quiet. my thumb, and I hear that behind me. Kelsey goes, oh. Daddy! No. It smashes her face. And I turn and pick her up and start running. I'm just like, oh, my God. Kylie immediately starts crying. Jessica starts crying. and Kelsey is amazingly calm, and I'm running up the thing. And they're like, take her here, take her here, take her here. The game stopped. I didn't see this. The game stopped. I'm running up. They're pointing to um, the first aid station. So I go in, and they're like, okay, put some ice on this. The president of the team is named Mike D. It's his first day on the job. Oh, He has a press conference in the afternoon, and I saw it because I was at the hotel and I saw it. He comes into the first aid room and says, we got you a car. We called ahead to San Diego Children's. We're going to go get you an x-ray. So they get you right in. I'm like, you got me a car? He's like, yeah, we got it's waiting downstairs. And here's vouchers. Did you park here at the ballpark? I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right, they'll bring you back, and you guys can go home after you go get her looked at. Okay. So we go right to the hospital. We're waiting to get an x-ray for like 15 minutes. Kelsey goes to me, Daddy, I'm sorry. I said, you're sorry for what? She goes, we had to leave the game early. Oh, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to start crying. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, I was like, what? Are you serious? I'm, I'm fine. We'll, we'll, we'll find out who won. It's okay. She goes and gets x-rays. Nothing's broken. It's an absolute miracle. It moves uh, 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 six inches either way. She's blind in one eye. Oh. Who knows? It's, it's, she, her orbital bone could be broken. It, she, it swells up to the point she cannot see. I mean, her eye oh. swells up. So I got pictures. Um, and, you know, I went to see Neil two days later at SportsCenter, and Kelsey's got this ridiculous face stuff. We have pictures. She was the coolest kid ever. And now she's got a story. Oh. She's has, she has a little scar under her eye that, to this day. She never stopped playing ball. She's she, all this stuff. But we came so close to having our lives altered by a foul ball. And hmm. we went back the next day. Every person in the ballpark knew who we were. Every wow. we we showed up for the day game the next day. They walked us down. Yonder Alonzo came over, gave her a signed ball. They gave us a two shopping bags of Padres uh, gear wow. and swag. Um, 
uh, what was the third baseman at the time? Chase Headley, I believe. Okay, yeah. Signed a ball, came over, you know, introduced himself to Kelsey. Um, all players. It was a. It was they really went out of their way to to see that she was okay. But to oh. this day, we have to sit behind the the file. The, of course, yeah. But there was no at the time, right? No netting. So we were sitting literally right behind a dugout. And I don't know how the guy in front of me to this day ducked because it should have taken his head off. He got down. It touched my finger. And then that sound I'll never forget my whole life because I, sh- I should have knocked it down. And it hit her right square. and 95 mile per hour. I mean, that's, it's a blink. Neil, actually, I texted him. He was watching the game. I said, "Did you? do you happen to have – can you cut that? We never got the video. We could find it. I know exactly when it happened. I have the day. Um, so, yeah, so you show me that, and I literally was like, oh, my God, please tell me she's okay. Uh, yep, she's, she's getting married? Yeah, she's getting married in June. Thank goodness. And so, but she's fine. I mean, she spent five uh, hours at the hospital. And this is the thing, like, Major League Baseball has made a very big, as you talked about, there's now rules where they have you have to have a netting all the way down to the foul pole. Correct. But she was at the far end of the dugout, and that's where she says where she is for the game for the Rockies, and so she just turned. She says she just turned and bang, smack right in the forehead. You can't even really see it coming. Like no, it's it's a it's, it's ninety five miles. It's it's so fast. It's the second time she's been hit. By the way, she got hit a first time, uh, and it, it broke her orbital orbital bone. It first did. time, yeah, it hit her the first time, broke her eye bone. It had that happen, and so she says like. You know, this is part of the gig. I understand what I signed up for. You know, that happened to me. And then I came back. So, yeah. So he, she broke her eye socket the first time, came back. This time she gets a 95 mile per hour fastball in the forehead, which is your hardest part of your head. So no concussion for her, luckily, but it split her open. And she's got that scar now where in June, in a month, she's getting married. What a story she's going to have for, for <laughs> the rest of her life with these wedding pictures. Yeah, I was at the Rockies game and I got hit a foul ball, and that's why. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna save it for you know my best part about today. But I was at that baseball game last night, and there's no netting at the dugout, and all these high school kids are hanging over like big leaguers, over to over to railing, and Jessica leaned over to me. She's like. Should they be over that? I'm like, Jess, that's what the big leagues do. Like they yeah. just and, and she's like, Well, I, I'm having anxiety. They're they're too close. And I'm wood like, bats or metal bats? Metal bats. Uh yeah, no way. I no. was like, I uh-huh. you know, I mean, even the kid in the on deck circle, we sat in the first row because it was, you know, there weren't yeah. that many people there. So we sat right there. And I kept saying to to Jess, I'm like, this kid in the on deck circle. The batter's left-handed. If he's late, he's going to take one so hard and get knocked out. She's like, what about this kid's on the top of the step of the dugout? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is I, – I was I was on high alert. And it was, it was refreshing to watch the game behind the net because I remember watching when I would take the kids and try to sit close. It was stressful. Yeah, right. Like, get her a, get her a screen. Well, I mean, she's in the dugout, though. So, like, she's with the players. So – you know, she's right. She's right by where Man, that's crazy. So like, that's why she's like right in that line of fire where the players are too. But yeah, oh. that's, that's a really unfortunate situation for her, but talk about hazard pay, man. I mean, that's five hours. She's okay. Luckily, but whoo, boy, you can't was, even look down at your phone. No, 
can't do anything. You just, you just can't do anything. It's just, it's danger, danger, danger on a lot of ways. But yeah, when the opposite side bat is up, yep. you can't even breathe. You're like, it was a straight 95 mile per hour. Didn't clip anything. No, oh, no deflection, yep. no nothing. Yep. Just straight. Yep. Oh. Only time it ever happened to me, I was, I was at Fenway Park uh, probably five years ago, six years ago, maybe a little more than that. And uh, an older gentleman was talking to his, he was, the, the game was going on this way. Mm-hmm. He was talking to his wife, daughter, somebody who was mm-hmm. next to him. He was talking to him and he just went like this, turned and went smack right oh. into his head and his forehead turned into a gusher and just straight a up foul we, ball? yeah foul ball we all ran we oh. all ran somebody ripped some guy ripped his shirt off grabbed him top of the head this guy falls down probably 75 years of age falls down i just remember him being on the ground in like the fetal position and watching the blood just pour out of his head he ultimately was okay but like that's where i was like yeah they got to do something about this like we, you know, we were in good seats, but we're right down the third base line at Fenway right. Park. So left-handed batter, you just Screamers. reach out. Yep. Just dink and it's whoosh. And if you aren't, if you're like this and you just turn and bam, right in the forehead and just split them open and it's just bad. So now luckily they've got that netting that goes all the way down to the, the to the third base, to the foul pole. So now you'd be protected, but it's still, you know got to keep your wits about you. <laughs> like you I gotta mean, be. I, I saw so many people get hit with pucks at penguin games. Growing oh, up. that's like awful. slap shot deflections. There was no netting. Yeah. And bad. people got opened up immediately. That's you a know? hard frozen piece of rubber. Right. Fast. That's saw, we, we saw it so many times. And I mean, we've caught pucks back in the day. Yeah. And we, we've caught foul balls. I, I don't know how, I mean, we went to Fenway last year. Kelsey got a foul ball. Like we get a ball, we've done it. I think, I think they've gotten like six foul balls. Wow. I got one when I was a kid. I think the kids have gotten six. Damn. So we're just sitting good. in good seats. But the hockey pucks, do you remember? I mean, a, a, a kid got hit and died. Yeah. In a hockey game. And that immediately prompted the Nets. netting. Up yeah. And because it's it was like, yeah. you can't go to a sporting event and die. Yeah. No. Hit with it. No. So now baseball finally stepped up. There's a great real sports, um, Brian Gumbel did a story on, on people that got hit with foul balls because every disclaimer in the world's on that ticket. Yep. Everybody was like, oh, you should sue. Mm-mm. Did you see this ticket? We agreed to everything when we yeah. came in this ballpark. Yeah. Can't do anything it, about it. When we took Madeline to her first game, I was walking with her and we haven't, we've only gone to one game since because I think it's Scarter, but like we were walking to the bathroom and I was carrying Maddie and a foul ball came straight down and went Whoa. into the trash can right next to me. At the, the aviator game. At the aviator. It was old, the old 51s. Before, oh, that before, place was that place was a shooting gallery. Yeah, before that the week, before. before so it was walk. a pop, it was oh. a pop fly. And I'm walking with Maddie. Oh. She was four years old in my hands. We're walking. Oh. And you know, like metal, when a ball hits metal, that sound it made. Oh, so it yeah. hits, it hits and reverberates and makes this like crashing sound of yeah. a ball. And it Dark. went like right next to us and bang, 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 just rattling around. And that was it. Madeline was like, I'm going home. She's like, I want to go home. I'm done. That's it. I want to go home. Oh. So we went home. We've only got a one baseball game. Did you see it coming, or were you just holding? I had no idea. I had no oh clue. Oh my god! All I heard, I heard the whoosh of the ball oh, pass so by. Lucky. Oh my gosh! Come down. I don't know how it would have hurt her, but I don't think it would have hurt her badly. But it would definitely would have hurt her because it was, you know, it was up in the air really high and it came down really loudly. But yeah, that kind of ended the, the whole baseball experiment for a couple of years. She's more inclined now to go. I think she's, you know, she's 
being more we'll of a go. kid. We'll take Kendall, we'll go. It's funny because my, my daughter now is being more adventurous. Like she was a very timid kid when she was younger. She did yeah. not like falling down. She did not like cutting herself. She did not like jumping and doing flips. And now she can't get enough of forward rolls and tumbling. And Fantastic. she's, yeah. So, so, so like it, it, a lot of well, it, Julia tumbling class. That's it. Well, and Julia won, Julia won last night, by the way, two to one, two nothing. So they won. Nice. The and Madeline was there for it. But Julia is very, she has two older brothers and Julia, Madeline, like Maddie helps her play more, be more like on the, on the girly doll right. side. Right. And she helps Madeline be more tough on right. the like fall down. She rides her, she's been riding her bike since she was five years old. And like, she oh, falls down all, all the time. And like, right. And she's kind of showed Madeline, like, come on, like, you don't need to be afraid of everything. Like we'll be, you'll be fine. If you cut your knee, you'll be fine. So they, they compliment each other really, really nicely on that. Awesome. All right, let's go to the NFL schedule of the day. Uh, yep. We we did the AFC West. We're going to switch to the NFC East. Okay. Nice Washington trip. Commanders. Can you oh, say how, how long is it going to take you to say Commanders to get used to this name? It's going to take me a while. <laughs> I guess until I see it. Like I need to see it more when I see the lines and see this stuff. But no, it's going to take me. It's yeah, hundred percent. I'm going to say Redskins multiple times yeah. or Washington football, football team. team, which I still like. Should have been WFC. Should have been Washington Football Club. Would have been great. Get the soccer. Get the scarves. Uh, would have been. I would have been absolutely tremendous to do that. So they <laughs> should have done, but they're not going to no do way. it. So all right. Before we do this, I'm going to say about a sports grid. We Same. will be back tomorrow. Same place. Peace. Sports grid replay. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We'll talk to you tomorrow for Sports Grid. If you guys are on YouTube, hang out. We're going to do the schedule. If you guys want to go back and watch or listen to it, Apple Podcast or uh, on YouTube for props for Boston, Bostonian versus the book. But Sports Grid, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. All right. Here's the schedule. They start against Jacksonville. Home. Win. At Detroit. Although they could lose, but, but win. They better not. At Detroit. Lose. Oh, you like Detroit to win that game. I think Detroit's going to be better than people think. You're buying into biting the kneecaps. A little okay. bit. All right. They were very competitive last year. They were. They were a great betting option. One of the best yes. teams ATS. Yeah. All, uh, at home against Philadelphia. Lose. I have all three. Lo- I, I have them. I, oh. They'll beat the Giants at home, right? <sighs> they always play them tough. Uh, what do I have them? I have them one and two through three. You have them two and one through three. At Dallas. What are you talking about? Lose, lose, and win. I have one and two. Oh, okay. So we'll both of us right? one and two. Yeah. Okay. I have them beating Jacksonville, losing the next two at Detroit and at Philadelphia. That's what I just said. No, you thought you thought they'd lose to Jacksonville, you said. I said win Jacksonville, lose, lose. Okay. One and two. At Dallas. Lose. One and three. Home for Tennessee. Lose. One and four. At Chicago. Lose. One and five. uh, Home for Green Bay. Lose. One and six. At Indianapolis. Lose. One and seven. Home for Minnesota. Sorry, Farrah. Win. Woo! Two and eight. (laughs) Ain't personal. <laughs> oh, sorry, two and seven, rather. Two and seven. At Philadelphia. 
Lose. Two and eight. At Houston. Win. Three and eight. Home for Atlanta. Win. Oh, it's a tough game. Atlanta's right. the worst team in NFL. Atlanta's the worst team in the NFL. No, One of them. I think Seattle's going to be the worst team in the NFL. Well, they're going to uh, be bad, too. Drew at, at New York. Giants? Yep. Sorry, yeah, at the Giants. Uh, win. Ooh, five wins there. The bye week is week 14. Oh, really late. Holy crap. They play at New York, bye week, home versus the Giants. At the Giants, bye week, and then home? For the Giants. Same team. I said they would win the road road game, they'll lose the home game. Okay. At San Francisco. Lose. Home for Cleveland. Last game of the season? Nope, second to last. Oh, man. Lose? (sighs) Because they're going to lose... They're going to lose the last game home versus Dallas in week 18 unless Dallas hasn't been wrapped up. Yeah, 6 and 11. Is that what I got? Uh, 5 and 11 if you haven't moved to Dallas. 5, five and 12, rather. 5 and 12. Yep. What's the team total? Team total at FanDuel for the Washington six football team is 8 and a half. 8 and a half? Yep. That's wrong. Under minus 170, over plus 145. What is 170? <laughs> Under minus That's the worst one yet. <laughs> Just move it to eight. The number's clearly wrong. <laughs> eight and a half minus 170? Yeah, like I'd bet the under on everybody. this. I ain't taking no more bets under. Yeah, I would take the under on this. I I, I, I want to like go it. get 17,000 right now, come out of retirement. <laughs> there ain't no way in hell they're winning nine games. That's unbelievable. Yep. I mean, what was what's the best case scenario on that schedule? Well, Eight? they're they're non NFC East road games are okay. at Detroit, at Chicago, at Indianapolis, at Houston, at San Francisco. They That's play nine one home games. Win if they, they play, can beat Houston. They play nine home games. And their team total is eight and a half under minus one seven. Man, six is the is the most. I think that's a good bet. Under, I find an alternate total. Go under eight for less juice. Brigade, look around, find some eights. Ain't no getting no eight. I mean, eight's a push. That's a that's their ceiling, right? Would have made that total seven, seven and a half. Come bet me over. Good luck. Well, I can't wait to see the rest of the schedule for the other teams. This is good because I have not looked at any of these yet. So I don't want to get my I don't want to get clouded. I don't this is just reaction. That's there's no way. Do you think they're gonna compete to be they're not no, right? I mean, look, people think because they have a competent quarterback now. That they might be That's able. A nice way of saying that. I mean, I don't like him either. Carson Wentz is competent. Okay, Heineke's still on this team. He could still potentially beat him out, but Carson Wentz was brought in to be the starter. That would be amazing. 
I like I think Carson Wentz and Heineke beats him out. I like Heineke a lot. I, I think he's a really fun player. I mean, I like their receiving core a lot. I mean, Logan Thomas is a really good tight end. Terry McLaurin is a weapon. JD McKissick is fun. I mean, I, offensively, they're not bad. They, they, they're not bad. Decent offensive line. They're often their what defense at all world defense last year. Well, Chase Young took a big step backwards, right? I mean, he just, it, but they still have Jerome Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Montez Sweat. Those are all first round pick dudes. So they've got really, really, I mean, they've got invested heavily on that front line in terms of first round picks. Right. So they love Alabama players. They love SEC players. I mean, they've got, you know, Montez Sweat, Young, Payne, Allen, Sweat, all first round picks on the defensive line. So that's why some people buy in that they're better than people think. Their secondary is still a mess. You can't run on them, but you can throw on them like crazy. Toferino's calling them the Manders. The Manders. The Manders, shortening it. It's better than Commanders. I'd rather call them the Manders than the Commanders. Uh, Hashtag is... uh, we command or something like that. The team's trying to push Darren Sumner in the chat. Just said Al Horford will play Thursday. Bam. Thank you. Buddy. Hello. Our bet prep. Thank you. Appreciate that update. Thank you. I uh, agree. I agree. Wholeheartedly. So we called it though, right? The line movement made Al Horford was going to play. No doubt. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> This is why doing this show is so fun. Why betting is so fun because we knew before they even made the announcement. We knew it's two and a half right now. So yeah, see, and, and it's gonna, two, but some you're prices right. have it's, said to hell with this. It's going to close, but it's going to close at what the original number was. It'll close at one and a half, which is I, what game, I which is what the game one number was. Boston's going to win now. What? I feel very confident yeah. that Boston's going to win now. Yeah. Smart Horford back. Yeah. White out, but fine. I'm I'm fine with white being out for, for that. So fine. we're good. It's a role player. It's fine. Pick and roll, baby. Let's go. Jason does it, Tatum. Does it affect the total? I think you should play under. Oh, there's one move to 206 and a half right now. Wow. Interesting. Not yet with the other places. If I liked under 204. What are you sweating right now? Look at you looking at that golf shot. You actually went like this with your head. No, I'm trying to get because I, I have two big, huge things right here, right? So I've got my two. So my my TV is sort of blocked. Oh, so I, I'm trying to look underneath the lights to see where oh. John Rom's shot went. So I'm trying oh, to see okay. where his. That's what that was. I yeah. saw you do this with your head. I'm like, because I want to bet John Rom. I want to bet John Rom to win this thing, but I decided to wait until after the first round. Can you bet him to be the first round leader right now? I don't think so. Not not in my books. No. In game, not, oh, not, yeah. Not in Vegas. But I just I, I want I decided to wait. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch because Davis talked about this. He said like I don't want that, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. I thought the same exact thing. I was like, why is the price what the price is? And I wanted to see what he did in case like the books were right about Rory. Right? I mean, they had him as a first round leader. He's tied for the first round lead. And does that pay out? By the way, if you tie for the first round lead, do you? Does that pay out? It's. Yeah, it does that dead heat rule. So it splits it. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Yes, it that is. is so bad. That's the problem with betting. You need to win it outright. 
to get the full pay. Otherwise, you yeah, you split it. You so you get ten to one, not twenty to one. If it's two guys, it's three guys. Oh my, that's so bad. I I tell people this all the time. Betting golf, BetMGM is the best place to bet for golf. Okay, the one of the big four, BetMGM is the best one to bet. They pay out all ties, straight on your odds. No, on the odds you bet. Yeah, on the odds you bet. That's there's what I no mean. Dead, yeah. No yeah, dead heat. No dead heat. Yeah. I made Draft, they, DraftKings is the worst. I never heard of that dead heat rule until it came up and I reached out to like Captain Jack and somebody commenting me with trading text. I'm like, what is this bullshit? So bad. It's not, it's just it's 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 terrible. So I don't know. That, 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 that's really bad. So that's man. I, I hopefully somebody else wins it now because that would be really, would really <laughs> suck. All right. Uh, our props.com story of the day uh, comes to you on behalf of our guy, Patrick Everson, NFL games of the year are out. He has an article up with our guy, Chuck Esposito of station sports talking about some of these NFL games of the year at stations, what they think. I got to ask you this though. Mm-hmm. Bengals at Cowboys. Uh-huh. On September the 18th. Yeah. Would that fall under NFL game of the year to you? No. Why does stations put that as a game of the year? Prime time? It's a no. It's a 425 Eastern time start on Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. Spreads Cowboys minus two. Because it's Cowboys. So what, just the whole effing schedule for the Cowboys? It's just like, oh, the Cowboys are playing. Like, can we stop with this Cowboys bullshit? It's been our my whole life. We're off sports good, right? Yeah. This fucking franchise has done nothing. Oh, here we go. Has done nothing. People, you gotta watch the show live because you get this after this. Okay. Nothing. Up. They've done nothing. What the fuck have the Cowboys done? <laughs> what who gives a fuck about the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, can we please stop this? Can we please stop this obsession with the Dallas Cowboys until they do something? I'm 45 years old. The last time they were ever kind of relevant, the last two quarterbacks to do anything with that franchise are both in the damn booth calling games. Like they are. He's right about that. Dak Prescott is a decent quarterback, but just because they did something, is it doesn't mean they're going to do something like the, we conflate these two things. We'll I'll be right back. Keep talking Go ahead. as to what you've done to what you're doing. There's two different things. So the Cowboys play in the worst division in football. They're they're the worst division. But all we do is obsess over the Dallas Cowboys. And whatever they do, oh, Dallas is playing. Up, Dallas is playing. Up, Dallas is playing. They're America's team. What is America's team exactly? Can we kind of break this down for a second? America's team. They don't play in the biggest media market. They're incredibly valuable. But so are the Steelers. Steelers are going to stink this year, as we know. What? The Steelers should all, all of them are talking about the Steelers. They go game of the year with the Steelers. No. What are we doing? Game of the year with the Steelers. Yeah. That's a nice hat. It's a nice color. <laughs> get my Cowboys hat. Baby. I, I like the hat. I like the Cowboys hat. Okay. But okay. tell me, you tell me other than people obsessing <laughs> over, you know, Frank O'Hara and what used to be in the Steelers and the Cowboys. 
Wait, 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 wait. I left for 30 seconds. Are you bad-mouthing the Steelers? Yes, oh, man. He threw him under the table as soon as you walked out the door, It's brother. the same bullshit. It's the same exact bullshit. They haven't whoa, done whoa, anything. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's all these 65-year-old dudes who, like, go, hey, I remember when. Yeah, this team, I'm going to go. Like, Steelers and the Cowboys are the same damn thing, okay? It's what they were, not what they are. It's what they were. How many championships the Steelers got? Five. Wrong. Check they have five? They have six? Tell them, chat, how many they got. They have six? Same as the Patriots? All right. Cowboys have six, right? Or five? Less. They have less? They have four? No. I think they got they got one or two less. It's us and you. Right. And who won one reason? Who's more recent? I mean, Mike. God, you, you, you dominated football for the last 15 years, but the 20, Steelers did win a 22. Super Bowl. Yeah, they won one. Big, big Ben, congratulations. He won two. Oh, he won two. That's right. Yeah, but still, I look. It's just we were the, against the Patriots. The Steelers are more relevant than the Cowboys are. I'll give you that. Damn right. Okay. Damn right. What? That's America's team. Why are the Cowboys even a conversation piece when it comes to games of the year? You see I mean, it's hat, you it's see this, insane. This star. Yeah. You see that stadium. Yeah. And they dominated television when we were young. They were That's, the afternoon game. I'm every 45. Day. I'm not young anymore. People love them. I don't Ugh. know why. Jesus, stop it. Steelers have six Super Bowls. Cowboys have five. I was right. Told you. How many? The math is five. Right. Ready to go. I knew that. Six and five. How many did the Patriots have? Six. Uh, six. I did that too. I just want to make sure you knew that. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Six. <laughs> you, you, you know, it's even easier math than that is how many do the Vikings have? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> They've I mean, lost a couple, though. Yes, oh, yeah. Played, we we always played. get there. And, and then somehow Seattle boots us every time. That's why I bitterly hate Seattle. Oh, don't mind that. I don't know. I'm just so done with this cowboy stuff. I really am. I'm just so done. It's such a ridiculous fan base that lives in the past. It, but it just and it keeps reinventing itself because the kids of the cowboy fans are cowboy fans, and then you watch it like you go on the road. The cowboy fans come out of everywhere. They're, 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 they they pack. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're cowboy they, lake. The cowboy fans are Laker fans. Yes, and, Yan- and Yankee fans. Yes. All, bunch All of, of the above. Bandwagon. Don't put the Steelers in that bullshit. Yeah, you know, you're you're a Patriots fan. You got more bandwagon than anybody on the planet. I disagree with that entirely. I completely Bear's disagree. Right. Patriots are Hashtag hated. Bear's right. No, I am not right. Dude, I went I went to a bar. I went to a bar week one of NFL, I think, last year in Santa Monica. It's like an Irish pub. Nothing to do with the Patriots. Every single TV was Patriots. And yeah, the whole bar know, was covered. Do you know why? Brady jerseys. Boston, and I'm just Boston like, what the? people live like, there all the I'm time. Like, You're in an Irish bar in the California. I'm if like I'm going to go find my people. Wait, wait. If I'm going to go find my people, guess where I'm going? I'm going to an Irish bar on Sunday. <laughs> like That's that's, that's my people. 
that's, that's, a, a, that's like fish in a barrel. The guy probably was from Boston. He's probably an Irish guy from Boston who went to California. The guy needed to get the hell out of the freaking cold. I didn't walk out because it was obnoxious. I walked out because I wanted to watch more than one game. <laughs> I guarantee you that guy's from Boston. I guarantee you. I was, I was, I was like, you got one game on all these that was TVs. A Mick, that was a Mick from Boston who, who opened up an Irish bar in San Diego, and it was a Patriots bar. That's why he put all the games on for the, with Patriots. That's why that happened. They probably packed that place. Yes. Sunday with Patriot fans. Once you guys, once you find a bar like that, you go all the time. I haven't found a Patriots bar yet here in in Vegas. I, I, it's the one thing I haven't ventured out to do that I need to, because I'm normally working on Sunday morning. So I don't don't go out all that much, but for big, for big Patriot games, this is, this is going to be a really fun year. I'm buying the Mac Jones hype. I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm suckered into the Mac Jones hype right now for him. So really, oh yeah, I'm buying it. I love when I love when players talk about what another player looks like. Love it. Oh boy. Here we go. Let's go. Did Can't you wait. see him at the Super Bowl? He looked like like a little kid. Yeah, because he is. He's, he's twenty one so years old. Small. Yep, but but he's put on fifteen pounds supposedly. He's been in the weight room. So he's he's getting after it. He's eating, which is good. All right, let's go to the bet prep.com prop bet of the day and hit yesterday hit the day before on a bit of a oh, heater here yes this prop hit the last time we bet it in game one going right back to the well tyler hero over two and a half assists at minus 125 you can find it at bet mgm or other books three three assists in both games against the celtics this year without kyle lowry he is out again he had three in the first quarter of game one did not have another one, but it got over two and a half. It got there. It's two and a half number. Gonna ride it again. Two and a half numbers. This is three times in one week. We have two and a half as the prop. We had Zenzatella case. Yes. Tyler Hero assists. Yes. And you come back with the Tyler. And I would make the rookie mistake and say, oh, I'm going to go over this time. Oh. I'm going under again. We got Smart and Horford in the lineup today. He ain't getting it. Under. Interesting. Under the way the game went in game one would worry me. I would admit this. I did bet the pool one yesterday. I liked it. I bet it. It cashed. Right. This one. I don't know. This one. I'm a little bit on the fence for. Cause it get, stopped. If he had four or five in game right. one, I probably feel more better. comfortable. But like yeah. when you get three in the first quarter and then zip the rest of the way, that means Boston made a defensive adjustment to get the ball out of his hands or they're running different sets the game changed after the first quarter for Tyler Hero, and he didn't do nearly as much. So that worries me a little bit going into game two. I think Boston's going to have a hell of a defensive game tonight. I really do. Can't wait. I'm excited now to watch a game. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't excited because I didn't feel like it was going to be competitive, and I didn't. we didn't have all our guys just for, you know, for the Celtics. So now I'm actually excited to watch it. So I'll watch a little more of it, but I'm going to be watching Tampa, Florida. Okay. I'm very much locked in on this game. Stevie Mac said hype box teams, hype boy teams, hype box, hype boy. I see what you're doing, Stevie. You're right. Cowboys. Yeah. Not going to, not going to mind it. All right. Uh, Let's go to better to book it. Being brought to you by Fliff. Get fliff.com. You could go and get an account. And if no deposit needed, 25 bucks, if it's legal in your state, they'll go ahead and give you 25 bucks to go ahead and make whatever bet you want to make coming up here. Let's start with a golf play. Cam Smith oh. in the Cam, Cam Smith in the top ten. Bet it last night at plus two twenty five. 
I feel about my guy, Cam Smith. I like it. I like it. I, I like, I mean, hit that ball to water at the Masters. Otherwise, I mean, he was right there. It's just a grinder. Just keeps showing up, playing. Well, both Dubsy and Jeff Davis both give the same handicap. It's all about iron play. Best iron player on the tour is Cam Smith. So as the game, as it goes on, he knows wind, can play the wind. I like him to be very competitive this week. Oh, Hoagie just missed a putt to Ty McElroy. Mm. Um, I like it. I'd bet it. So, so Hoagie will but will par that. He'll go four under. Kuchar's Hoagie three under. under in, yeah. So we have a sixty-five, a sixty-six, and two sixty-seven so far. They've been carded here yes. in the opening round. Playing early has been beneficial. We'll see what the wind does in the afternoon. Although it does not look like it's that bad. It's already three o'clock Eastern time. And we have our sorry, yeah, three o'clock Eastern time, and we haven't seen much um, from a wind perspective. Pretty good there. All right, Boston plus three and a half tonight against Miami. Betting it or booking it? Betting it. They're winning outright. I would agree. Yeah, sprinkle, sprinkle. Good. They're winning outright, or or like a double digit loss again. But I don't think that's happening. I think they win. Yeah, ten and one after a loss this season. Miami is seven and zero in the postseason. Ten and at one ATS or straight up. Straight, oh wow! All straight right. Up. Yeah, ten and one straight up after a loss this year. But they are also. Uh, it's tough to look at Miami seven and zero every win by double digits at home. So, how how good is Miami's defense? Like like our prop bets on. Boston side, a good idea. Like if I want to take the Jason Tatum over, is that smart or you think that's a bad idea? I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. It depends what the number is, Farrah. Because yesterday they... Isn't it 31? What's Tatum? It's usually around 30. Yeah. Yeah. 29 and a half. I don't don't, don't know. I think it's under. I think he scored 25. I mean, mean, I I, I love under like player prop bets. I love that, but I'm just, I'm just curious about how good Miami's defense really is. Yeah. And I would wait. I mean, the public's going to bet Tatum now with, with the Horford back, people are going to think to bet Tatum because you got the pick and roll back in action more. Yes. So the probably that, that number probably rises. You might get 30, yes. 31 for Tatum. It was 31 and a half in game one when yeah. Horford and smart were out. It went up to 31 and a half. Anything over 30 is hard. That's yeah. Bon- yeah, that's bonkers, man. That's a lot. I mean, Lucas yesterday was 33 and a half. I was like, you know, it was only Gabe and Cam. I said, that's a dump ball in. That's I, an yeah. under. I, yep, I cashed on that. Nice. Yep. So, uh, two hockey plays. Yep. Florida. I'm just going to be simple. I, I've been cold on the week. I'm not going to get too squirrely here. I laid the juice. I laid minus 155 on this. Money line. Panthers tied the series tonight. Booking it. Oh, you like Tampa to win. Wow. Until, until they take him out. Like they got to win before I say they're going to win. So you, this series is over if that happens. No. I think it is. Tampa loses. Tampa wins tonight. They're up 2-0 going home. It's over. They'll go up 3-0 and it's over. Wow. This is the season for Florida. That's why I like the Panthers. Damn. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. This is this is them. And I like, like I like Dave's jacket. I like Tampa. <laughs> nice jacket. He's not even looking. He's looking. What are you looking at? Yeah. Uh, no. Sorry. There's a big the 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 car that's being delivered got into an accident on the way here. So they're just sending me text messages saying the car's not showing up today. Which guy is gets a car delivered? 
every week, baby. It's tremendous. Six, seven years now, seven years for that. Uh, and finally, we are going Colorado, puck line, plus 105. We're betting this one. St. Louis. We're betting this one. I think this is my uh, favorite play of the day. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever this that is, means. This is my favorite hockey play of the day. Yeah. Uh, I feel a lot more confident about this one. Um, St. Louis was, the, they scored first and then they scored late to, to keep it within a goal. I don't think they keep it within a goal tonight. Colorado gets one. I think they get two. And I think this, would you say five, two? Yeah. Five, two is a good score. Six, two is better. Those, those two scores are what comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Puck line, Colorado. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, so it was crazy that you brought up the foul ball story because mm. I, I didn't know that it was coming up, but was last night I went to this baseball game at, at, at the Aviator Stadium, which is a beautiful triple-A ballpark that could le- legitimately, if they added more seats, like it would be an awesome place to watch a game. Well, they're Any- going to be – I mean, the, the the rumor is that if the A's move here, that's where they will play temporarily. It's fantastic. I mean, it is. it, it feels like a big league park. And the weather was perfect last night. Um, so I get to go and these kids that I know, friends that are girls, high school juniors and seniors are playing a semifinal playoff game. And I went back to being a kid. I was sitting next to the dugout and sharing in their joy the entire night. And it just reminded me of how much fun sports is. Now there's parents all around and there's people smoking weed in this thing. Wow. And it's just, it's so bizarre. Like, I'm like, can you guys just watch the game? But it's, you know, they're, they're, they opened up the stands on the two ends. So there was people drinking. There was people doing all kinds of stuff. A bus caught fire. A city bus caught fire right behind the stadium. There was smoke everywhere. And I was like, can we just enjoy the game? And then this team went up, Shadow Ridge went up 7-0. Legacy came back and tied them 7-7. And it got very tense. And the final score was 13-8. And my my guys, uh, Michael Brown and Ty, who have been to my house for hours at a time, we've been at the cages pitching to them and, and hanging out with them and stuff for eight years. I mean, this is how long we've known them. They're going to play Saturday at CSN at the big stadium there for the state championship. Whoa. And like Michael Brown is committed to go to Hofstra. He's a, he's a junior. He's going to go play at Hofstra. He's from Vegas? He's from Vegas. But his how dad and mom are from go? New York. Okay. It's like, how did that recruitment go? They they got family there. <laughs> okay. Um, so that might end up, you know. But, Makes sense. Yeah. And um, Ty's going to go to University of Washington. Ooh. So, I mean, like these are legit. I mean, there's a, and there's a lot of kids on both teams that are playing college. They're are going to go play college baseball, but it just, it was so much fun. And I told Mikey and, and Ty that they, you know, they love everything that I'm doing with the shows and all this stuff. And I said, I would talk about them today on the mm. favorite thing about today. So hopefully they'll get on and watch guys. If you, if you can give them a shout out in the comment section. Mm. On, the, on the YouTube. That'd be awesome. Because one, the comments apparently help us in the algorithm and all that other stuff. But everybody likes to see their name in lights. 
and stuff and, and, and be a part of something. And I don't know where these kids are going, but I know that that game last night was a memory for them for a lifetime. And, you know, I'm going to go on all these shows and talk about them all day. I told nice. them, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to just tell the story. And, and, you know, Michael, Michael got a warning. Michael bats lead off and plays second base. He's the smallest kid on the team, but he's one of the most athletic kids, smooth fielding fielders ever. Switch hitter, bats lefty. He's in the batter's box. He walked three times, flew out the left, rounded out the second. His last at bat when he walked, it was 13 to eight. Or no, it was, no, they needed, it was 11 to eight. They needed some momentum. He got in there and had a great at bat, three, two walk. Flipped the bat like a major leaguer. Like it was so cool and like strutted the first. The home plate umpire gave him a warning. Ooh. And I was with his dad next to me, and I was like, Mike, relax. Because Mike wanted to go through the screen at the ump. He's 72, sweating, hot as could be. It's the last inning he's giving his kid a warning. Next pitch comes, or the second pitch after to the next batter. A foot outside, he calls it a strike. I go, hey, Blue, you should get a warning for that call. <laughs> the whole place broke up laughing. Everybody nice. relaxed. And we enjoyed the rest of the game. So that was my favorite thing about today. The hype machine Saturday. I'll be at CSN at 11 o'clock watching those kids, hopefully take it home. Very cool. State championships are very, very cool. Never played for one. Only played in the state semifinals. We got beat. I never played for a state championship. It was always kind of a bummer. What sport? Soccer. Yeah. We lost in the state semis in hockey. It was so depressing. I was so upset. Yeah, I got. That's how I got recruited. It, it, that was the game that got me recruited to play college soccer. Oh, okay. I was a maniac in that game. I, I, I never would. I, I was, I was in the best shape of my life, playing the best soccer of my life. I peaked at like the perfect moment, right. and that's a, they thought they were going to get that player, and I was like, <laughs> I, you, you're, you're not going to get that guy. Like that, that guy doesn't exist. That, that, that guy played everything had to line up perfectly to get that guy <laughs> to play. I was, I was all over the field. We lost two to one. I was lost two to one. I played football. I, I played soccer like I played. Like you played hockey. I bet I was all elbows. I was. Oh, I was. I love aerials and elbows. Yeah. yeah. They, they when, well, you're not supposed to play physical soccer, but I did. I played really physical soccer, and that's college coaches. Soccer's like, more like physical that. than you think, man. Well, in the air, yeah. I, I mean, got the, the air. I, I got to see a lot of soccer up close at Penn State. Like some guys, I was like, man, you guys are beating the crap out of each other. They got away with murder. Yeah, especially on set plays, you can, you can get, get away with all, all sorts of fun stuff and pinching and pulling and elbowing. And yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed that part of the game. <laughs> that, that, that was fun. <laughs> we enjoyed it. Uh, for me, it's, I always like, I suck at golf betting. Okay. It's just something that I'm not good at betting on golf, but I love the fact that these are events that the PGA tour has done. Initially, I was kind of skeptical about moving tournaments to these times, but now that I'm watching it play out, I'm like, man, thank goodness. Because at least I got a football, I got a basketball game tonight, but I get four days of golf to watch here Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday, and I don't have to bet baseball. So it gives me baseball. I'm not good at betting on golf, but it's more, it's more fun than betting on baseball to me than to bet, to, to bet golf and to watch these guys play. And it just, I don't know. I've always loved the game. I am I'm, I'm re- listening to the Mickelson book and now I'm watching the PGA and like, Phil's the defending champion. He's not there, which is really awkward and weird. He's not at this thing, but it's just a sport that I've, I knew 
when I was very young and I was 12 years old, I knew I'd play this sport the rest of my life. And it'll yeah. be the only sport that I play the rest of my life because yeah. you can play it until you're 85 years of age. It's well, just the back don't go up. Yeah. So you got to keep the back in shape to play golf. So, and, and I've been doing this. Um, I, I have not gone out and played a round of golf yet. And, but I've done a ton on the range, ton to these golf specific workouts. After I stopped boxing, I started doing these very golf specific workouts and I've seen a very interesting change in my body. And so I'm very excited to see what happens and how mm. things go. And so I, I am, I'm in love with this sport. You know, I think the same way you're nostalgic and you're in love with baseball. I'm in love with golf. Mm -hmm. And whenever these tournaments, these majors come around and you watch the skill and you watch the event, I just, Great. it's always, it's appointment viewing. I got up this morning. First thing I did was put on the ESPN plus broadcast on my phone, started watching, you know, tiger play and, and watch him go out there. Tiger finishes four over par. It's going to be tough if the course stays the way that it is. It's going to be he tough for making him to it, make guy. the cut. Yeah. He ain't making it. Because wow. he's probably going to shoot most likely. We, we talked about it the last or time, right? If his lowest, best, right? Well, his best round was going to be Thursday. And it'll get progressively worse. Right. So if he doesn't shoot a good score on Thursday, he's really up against having to go out there and score on Friday and probably not going to happen. So hmm. he's probably not, he's probably going to miss the weekend, but it's, it's just really fun. I, I love watching it. I love the fact we get sports during the day is super fun. And Thursday, Friday sports for a major is just awesome. So very much looking forward to that. All right, guys. Good stuff today. Fun show today. Remember to watch the replay on Sports Grid TV, 11 p.m. Pacific time for that. You guys can go and follow at Boston versus the book. Our Twitter account. He is Dave. I am Matt. We'll talk to you on a Friday. Roll call Friday tomorrow. Bostonian versus the book.